0: Welcome to Biggest Geekest. We are your hosts. I am Joe. I'm Randy. All right. This is episode 86 of our show, and the date is Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022. How's it going?
1: Good. Good day today.
0: Yeah, yeah. Except I had to walk in the rain all day for
1: my work. I had to be off all day. It was tough.
0: Well, that's going to be me after Thursday. I know. last Last day of work until the 23rd.
1: Yeah, I start back on Monday teaching all that good stuff. So groovy. But hey, we're back at it. We're a biggest geekus. Oh.
0: Yes, Indigo Dragon. We are about to let that let the hate flow. Let yes. our hate flow through
1: us. <laughs> Join us if you want to live. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so you said no callings or nothing this
0: week, huh? No callings, no emails, but you know, we get people here in the live stream. So maybe we should just look at that as a replacement and maybe change
1: the way we um, it's do this probably, a little bit. Probably overall superior, but uh, yeah, I like having the folks in the live stream. And okay. when we get the, the
0: rare email or the rare uh, call in, we'll just uh, add it in.
1: Yeah, we got Indigo, uh, Darth, Martinson, Shadow. Uh, yeah, gang is starting to join up.
0: Join the dark side. We have cookies.
1: That's what I've heard. That's the rumor. Hello, Darth. See, I got up early this morning about 7.30, got to the gym, pumped some iron, Feel pretty good, lost six pounds last week. All right. Yeah. Hungry you walk. What's up, man?
0: <laughs> I haven't lost any.
1: That's all right. You're in better shape than I am. I'm going to get there, though. I'm feeling good.
0: I probably need to lose way more pounds than I like.
1: Yeah, it's tough. 60, older,
0: Fifty, sixty, you know, seventy.
1: The older you get, the less exciting that that uh, proposition sounds. <laughs> oh yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So I've been reading old school essentials this week too. Got to get ready for my Vengercon game. No, uh, is that old D and D or is that uh, BX? It's pretty much BX rewritten in a very nice way.
0: Hmm.
1: You could call it a clone. It's not really true. It's pretty much just BX.
0: Yeah, it goes, uh, what, 10th or 11th level, something like
1: that? 14th level for some characters, but he's he got the advanced fighting, the advanced fantasy tone to go up to whatever. It's a, his take on one e D&D. It's mm-hmm. kind of a 1E. It's what would happen to be, I think, I don't know. That's what I've heard. I kick-started it. I'm excited to play it. I'm actually leaning toward running it. And when, when I start running again, that's probably my game of choice to begin with. Oh,
0: Joel, 1E. I've brought you over to the 1E dark side.
1: Well, more like BX. Um, I don't know how long I'll like the multiple saving throws, as you'll find out tonight. I'm, I'm more of a fan of the one or three saving throws. Yeah, one yeah.
0: Well, we haven't got a whole lot of um, – oh. e- we haven't got any emails or call-ins. However, our uh, numbers jumped up a little bit. Uh, oh. Subscriber-wise, we went up to 173. We were 169 <laughs> last week. Yeah, good deal. Um, And the... uh, Thank you for our subscribers. And you... um, Twitter followers went up to 311.
1: Wow. Maybe I should uh, tweet it up. Martin says good, because I've never played. Yeah, he needs to play some old school. He needs a a taste of the truth.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, it provides a decent... uh, Playing the different versions does provide some perspective on the game that the game as it was over the years.
1: And um, Martin, Martin you know, yeah. never played anything but watching d yeah. So d um, Correct. Yeah, as far as D&D goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, he will. He will. He will.
0: He will be. He will be. So if there's anyone out there um, that is watching but lurking instead of joining in the, the chat uh, that are recent additions on Twitter, Welcome yeah and, and thank you for joining if not well thank you for the folks who
1: are here yeah yeah, yeah. so you uh gave our buddy taylor over at clerics will wear we a ring a little nod didn't you yeah
0: well okay so when you first had this uh, outline ready you didn't have anything much in the i did not in our first segment which is just a uh, little tidbits for folks yeah. and um so i figured i would uh instead of uh, it's been a lot of um bashing stupid stuff like uh on twitter i've been really hammering the idea of orcs (laughs) being um replacements for black people which (laughs) just today i mean i've been i only posted the one right and got lots of reactions up to today and uh someone on twitter said that's offensive (laughs) it's offensive so what she's saying or what the person is saying i don't know if it's her or him who knows um it's not offensive to identify or to say orcs are black people that's the non-offensive thing Mm -hmm. but it's offensive to say, no, that's not true. It's offensive <laughs> to say orcs are not representative of black people. It's it's stupid. It really is stupid.
1: People are so dumb. What a pile. You, you're just looking for trouble. You just try, you're making up crap.
0: Yeah, they're um, just making up stuff. They're, all, they're repeating things that the critical race theory folks who've applied it to d d for some sure. reason... This repeating. A lot of people just like to repeat stuff. Yeah, I did. But um, that's just what's on Twitter.
1: Right. And
0: Twitter's not a real place anyway, so it's not
1: that big of a deal. True, true.
0: So, yes, uh, Clerics Wear Ringmail is a podcast, and um, uh, they have a YouTube channel as well, or Taylor has a YouTube channel as well, and a blog. So uh, what I have here, let me... Me share the screen, um, pull that up. Huh, that's interesting. Cancel.
1: Oh, it looks like I closed the window. Um, oh, dig this inadvertently while you're looking. Diploraptor says no, Diploraptor CRT doesn't connect with D&D. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with it. I agree. No. Right. all right okay. so share share
0: share and share alike
1: i want to show some of Taylor's website and I have not really spent much time on his website we've talked a lot I listen to his to his podcast but homie has got some serious adventures in there I mean those are pretty cool that's the sepulcher of the grave robber it is pre-PDFs and so, yeah, Bruce in the house. Hey, Bruce.
0: Yeah, so um, I looked at it, read through the uh, encounters. It's uh, it's uh, light. Yep. So it's, it would be easy to drop this into whatever you're already doing. Yep. And uh, just uh, flavor it according to what you're already doing, especially if you're doing something. D and D like fantasy like any of that would work, but it's a neat little map. It's uh, probably good for an evening of play, especially if you you know you're throwing in um, interactions with the players, and um, they're probably not going to start at the doorstep of this of this sepulcher. So, however you decide to get them there, they'll get there and do their thing, and then bug out at some point. But I, I think that it would be a nice uh, short evening's play,
1: dude. F- for the price, it's a good, free. He's it's got free. Several, he's got several in there. I think he was doing either one a month or one a week at one time long ago. And Taylor's way into the old school stuff. He's kind of he's kind of BX slash chainmail guy. And yes, yes, uh, he loves the old stuff. And Taylor is a great listen. He's a very reasonable dude. We had him back when we were just podcasting. I would like to have him back on the youtube show if we can ever get him on here yes that'd be cool he's that'd good that's a little kidlings at home so he's yep. rang on he's wrangling them quite frequently yeah good website a lot of free stuff i downloaded a couple two of them two or three of them and i'm gonna look more when i get a chance so yeah i like the little. Let me
0: let me zoom
1: i like his blue white maps that hails yeah that's reminiscent of old school Murtaugh is in the house
0: Hopefully the folks there can see that a little better. I mean, yeah, a little more.
1: And I think he makes it light and fluffier and not nearly as much. Too, fluffy is the right word. It's fluffier. lighter so we can get it done at a reasonable pace and just give you ideas. You can make it your own. So, yeah, okay,
0: he has a key here. He, yeah, it, yeah. I think he does a good job of presenting something here that's very usable.
1: Mm-hmm. And you can download it as a PDF. So it's pretty sweet. Yeah yeah
0: and then you can print it out good stuff good job taylor
1: welcome Murtal. got a guy roger Murtal. you know he's getting too old for this stuff he's still here yeah
0: it looks like we have some new folks here i don't know if they've lurked or if they're newbies from twitter but either way welcome
1: Diploraptor says, I've seen people talk about orcs as being attached to colonial description. Yeah, I do. They they make up a whole lot of poop. So I just I hear that stuff and all I do is like, get out of here. Yeah,
0: it's it's ridiculous nonsense. Yeah. No it's context. um it's it's kind of revisionist. Yeah, kind of. So folks uh put on a lens. And, and use it to investigate things from that particular point of view. And it's one thing to say, I wonder if. Yes. Okay. I wonder if this is the case.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but they don't, but they rarely start that way.
1: No. They, what they
0: do is they say, this is the case, and they go and find things that prove their point. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. So, um,
1: Visit Taylor's site, Clerics Ringmail. Listen to his podcast or his YouTube. His YouTube, I think, right now is just his podcast. He doesn't have – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he's, like us. He's a funny dude. He's got some good uh, comments. He runs – he has a reasonable take on games that I think are pretty fair. So, um, oh, Kill Raven's here. Welcome, Kill Raven. Bruce is in the house. So – And I-, I also wanted to uh, boost
0: um, um, Red Dice Diaries –
1: Yes, John Alan Large, good
0: web, good podcast. It's a good podcast. He's uh, he he's over in England, so his uh, timing. He's only been able to watch us live once. Yeah. Hey Shadow, you finally made it back. We haven't started the hate yet, so we haven't no, missed.
1: we will ones. be starting. We'll, we'll let it flow through you initially. Yes. But, um, the uh, Big John is uh, doing a long form campaign series. He's got at least three out right now where he and his buddy, um, gosh, what is his name? His one friend runs Burning Will, and he runs John's Smoke and Snow campaign, is old school essentials. But John's a very, he, he's a thoughtful guy. He has his own opinions, but he's fairly reasonable. He was on last week and visited with us. So uh, I, I can almost, the name of his friend is on tip of my tongue, but they're having a good discussion, a very deep dive into long-form campaigns. So
0: good stuff. Yeah. He has a lot of good stuff over there. And he,
1: he, he's trying to podcast every day, I think.
0: Yep. Seems like it. Yeah. But he, his uh his stuff is short. Um, mm-hmm. it can range up to an hour, but mostly it's like a half hour or less.
1: Yeah, usually twenty to thirty minutes is pretty common for John. So he gets to the point. So give I'm him like, a listen. We like beating around bush. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Give them a listen. Yep.
0: Yes, and um, on Twitter, since we were talking of it, someone yep. posted that RPGs are expensive to get into. <laughs> and um, I'm like, uh, no. And uh, they were like, well, you know, you got to buy all the books. I'm like, no. No, you don't. But for those who just need to have the whole game. Right um <laughs> yeah the, the rule cyclopedia for um a bX d d up to um masters which yeah. is uh 30 uh, it takes you first to 36 level it's a complete game in one book yep um it's gone up a tiny bit I thought it was just 20 bucks but it's 26 so sorry
1: and I heard on tinkar's Tavern that uh Apparently, some of the old stuff, a lot of the clones and stuff, a, a good chunk of the clones are on sale right now at Drive So, But I guess this is um, not being a clone. This is a, the real one of the original big, da- big dogs in D&D.
0: Yeah, you don't need a clone to play this. You to um, you, the uh, formatting's a little dated um, and all of that, but it's very playable. Um, it's the old version, so it's racist class and all of that.
1: Darth says you can get the SRD for almost every game out there for free. All you have to do is look. That's close to true, dude. Yeah. So if you really just want to play the game, you can do a lot of free stuff without even doing any cheesy pirating bullcrap. No, that's what he's talking about. (gasps) Oh, he said SRD.
0: If you look hard enough. Oh, Uh, SRD. 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 Yes, yes, SRD.
1: It's not being shady. Dark will not be shady.
0: All you need apart from this is dice. Um, pencil, paper, and you're good.
1: Uh-huh. Well, these, heck, these days I use a dice app. <laughs>
0: right, right.
1: So, but yeah, I think that's a good buy. That's a good book. It's it's not my favorite version of D&D if we're going to tonight, but I really appreciate it. Something about it is, is pure the right word? No, not pure. Just something. Nostalgic. Uh, it's nostalgic, but it's more than that, too. It's I think I like the completeness of it. I think I really like that collection.
0: Eclipse phase that sounds familiar
1: yeah that's not one that I'm too I never really cared for that one it's trans trans kind of transhuman sci-fi you can put your brain into different things um, to each their own though it's an RPG play what you want um, oh it says oh interesting he says it is Di ruptures well, it is legal the creators openly set up pirating for their own RPG to encourage it okay all right cool. Hmm. I,
0: I remember the name. I just don't remember anything else about it. I mean, I, about it I
1: remember when it was brand new at GenCon. I saw the guys. They explained it to me. It didn't sound like it was up my alley, but they seemed like pretty good dudes.
0: So yeah. it's it's uh, science fiction.
1: Yeah, sci-fi game exactly. So, but it, it has a pretty rabid following. Folks like it. It's just not for me.
0: Explore Eclipse Phase.
1: Cool. Yep. And apparently they want you to, well, you know, Paizo doesn't, didn't say it, but in the day when we were into Paizo during 1E, they just didn't, they didn't pursue um, anybody as far as pirating goes. They said people that really liked their stuff would probably buy it. That was their, that was their old, old mantra. Transhumanism plus Delta Green. Okay. All right. Duncan Bradley. What's up, man? Delta
0: Green being um, military.
1: Military, uh, I think it's Cthulhu military. You get ah, Cthulhu right. machine guns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: guns and ghouls.
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Um, that's good, cheap alternatives, especially since everything costs so dang much right now. Yeah. The gas station just down the road from my house, they went up 40 cents in
1: one day. Dude, I got 80 cents off and I still pay well over three and a half dollars. And, um, no, it was 349, my bad. Oh, well. Revolution. We were a revolution.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Let's, it's all Putin's fault, apparently.
1: It's Putin did it all, yeah. Putin did it all. Nothing okay. was happening before that at all. Oh, Bruce clarified. Delta Green is Seals versus Cthulhu.
0: The seals seem hardly capable of doing anything except, you know, eating fish. So I'm not sure oh, what...
1: Cthulhu is very... Ich- a lot of Cthulhuites are ichthyoids. That's true. So I think they got them. Mm, 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 I like mm. what that was. That Killraven set up here real quick, and I, this is where I'm. And I, you know, I may not use Pure, but I like his. I like his. I like his gusto. Rule Encyclopedia feels the most likely, most like Pure D anD D. I still prefer AD and D two e just because that's what I started with. Yeah. Um, I agree. It's just something I love reading the rule cyclopedia. and that is partially nostalgia and partially like, yeah, this is the D and D that I remember learning initially because we didn't right. do we know O D and D from just looking at the. I bought the PDFs and I've looked at them, but we don't, we don't.
0: We never played that. that. No. Diesel <sighs> five twenty nine a gallon for diesel. That <sighs> sucks.
1: That's highway robbery.
0: <laughs> well, I got a new car for me. Um, and it's a flex fuel. What does that mean? That means you can use, there's E85, and it's um, ethanol-based. And it's a little cheaper.
1: Shadow is in California. He's paying 8 bucks a gallon. Damn.
0: That's almost enough to move all by itself. (laughs) You You know what, though? They have a lot of trees in California. Yes. And there is a way... To rig your car up to run on wood burning <laughs> really so you burn the wood yeah. and through a series of pipes it distills down a liquid fuel and then that goes into your car although you'd have to pull that around along with your car or it's but it, it, it's um wood gas is what it's called
1: oh hmm. well when i gather shadow likes to bicycle so he's like screw vehicles yeah, you can do that too, dude. I tell you, I'm getting back into my biking. This weather gets warmed up by the end of July up here in Michigan. <laughs>
0: yeah, we pulled our bikes out of the garage. We haven't uh, ridden ridden them in a long time, so we have to get them cleaned up and and I've adjusted. Very short
1: about a five or six five or six mile ride. The warm days a couple weeks ago, but I'm waiting for a consistent 60s, and I'm going to be getting out there and building up to the 30 and 40 miles an hour again. 40 miles, it's 30 miles, 30 miles, probably 40, it gets painful.
0: Bruce, are you for real? That's California level nonsense. I mean, San Antonio belled on the radio that all electric car owners are going to have a new tax just for them because they aren't helping with the gas tax. <laughs> <I> mean, what's <laughs> That's real, that's real comedy crap right there.
1: Yeah.
0: What if you don't drive at all? Are they just going to tax you because?
1: Yeah. You're not driving, so we're gonna tax you extra. When you start walking a walking tax and a bicycling tax. Yeah. Yeah. Shadow's growing his own fruit, smart man.
0: Yep, yep, yep. All your right. best your best way to stick it to the man is to grow your own food. Yep. Yeah, well it's the most peaceful way.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So one last thing, since we ha- we start we've started off with such a sunny um Bunch of stories here, bunch of items. We are now going to go to um, something very happy. Something else very happy.
1: Yes, it's very, it's so wonderful and inclusive that I can't stand it.
0: There's going to be a new RPG out, yeah. Marvel, you know, Marvel role playing game. As if they needed a new one.
1: It's already out in preview form. You got
0: like yeah, link? I was looking for the link here in this article, but I didn't see it there. Yeah, check out gonna...
1: your favorite Total Party Skills. He did a pretty detailed several reviews on it. Good and bad.
0: Yeah. So, Marvel's got an RPG. That's fine. If they want to have an RPG that's, you know, on them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, according to this article... Because this is such a great, it's a great time to be in. I'm going to go just to the end because that really pretty much sums it up. Right. Apparently, there are disabilities in the game that you can select: um, being blind, being deaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, by adding disabilities to the, to a game like this, the Marvel Universe role, the tabletop role-playing game not only grants players a new and fresh way to play their characters, as if they haven't been able to do that already, no, 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 no. but also gives players with disabilities a much-needed signal that they are eep, so welcome eep, at the eep, table, eep. because yeah. we yeah. don't let anybody at the table that is blind or deaf or uses a wheelchair or anything like that.
1: No, we, we do not have a blind man and haven't had a blind man for the last six, seven years at Con. that's right. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, while games like D and D have been slowly improving their approaches to representation, oh yes. with fans often doing they the heavy couldn't. lifting, <laughs> the heavy lifting. Oh no, they're not because they're disabled. How can they do heavy lifting? <laughs> the Marvel RPG is saying from from the very start that the D T the TTRPG space is for everyone and anyone can be a hero.
1: Bruce is reading my mind because Daredevil is a brand new thing here to make you feel good in the safe space. Truth. There's never been, there's never, ever been a blind hero. Oh, wait a minute. One of the most famous uh, heroes, Daredevil. Gosh.
0: And then we haven't ever had a wheelchair bound hero, except perhaps Professor X, one of the most powerful (laughs) mutants ever. Correct.
1: Well, arguably, at one time when I was reading comics back in the '80s, early '80s, he was top two or three of all the heroes. You he didn't mess, right. With him. Yeah. right?
0: Especially with Cerebro, he could affect the entire planet.
1: Yeah, I agree. Kill Raven.
0: So okay. it might be a it might be a good game. It might, be. apart from that, and you know, it's a modern game. So if you have someone that's disabled, who cares? Um. It's You could be a superhero that can overcome it like Professor X does. Right. That's fine. With but, his brain. But, yeah. But <laughs> um, the idea of representation, whatever.
1: Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I don't even know what they do. I don't get it. Well, whatever. Do you. Good luck. See you. Don't want to be you. Wouldn't it's, have nothing to do with Marvel. They're stupid. That's all there is to it.
0: Yeah. Not buying it. No. I've Which got... I've got um I have their old game, Phase Rip.
1: Yeah, good game. I don't,
0: don't need it. Don't need it. So and yeah.
1: and, and also I just got the, I got the PDF of that Ascendant All-Star Squadron book by Autark, the guy that made uh, Axe that a lot of folks don't like him because you know he's Oh, sure. He's halfway normal. And uh, I haven't got the RPG yet. I'm waiting on that, so that should be coming pretty soon. And it's a superhero game, and I think you'll like it, Joe, because it's kind of – it's kind of not complicated, but it's crunchy in the vein of uh, hero system.
0: I like um, – I like crunchier games. I don't like them super crunchy. I like I like uh, complicated games. I mean, rules like games kind of get on my nerves, but.
1: Yeah, oh, here's a – yeah, look, uh, Darth – says, hell, the character Forge has it. Yeah. I mean, they're not, it's not a, it's not a new thing. Get mm-hmm. over it. Act like they're, Marvel's never done this. They do it all what the about, time. Done what all- about Box? What?
0: Box. Box. Box from uh, Alpha Flight. He was, he was in a wheelchair and oh, then he, oh, he fused, oh, he, What? his name was Box. Oh, I don't remember. His hero name was Box. And what he did was he uh, fused with a, essentially, robot. And, uh, you know, a mech. He was a mech. And uh, in that same team, you had Puck, who was, had dwarfism. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he could jump all over the place. He jumped 30 feet in the air. Very, uh, very um, acrobatic.
1: Now, Indigo knows about this system. And I've heard this too from, uh, man, from Total Party Skills. The game system in Marvel Universe is pretty traditional. Combat all but requires miniatures. And, um, I mean, that's fine, but they're just, you know, look at us, you know, signal, signal, signal. So, whatever. I mean, I just, uh, my thing is, I don't respect Marvel at all. Why would I bother their RPG?
0: No, no, I'm not giving them any money. Yep. They've ruined all the comics. Yep. And they're ruining Doctor Strange movie.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. It's going to be okay. junk. And if it's not, I just don't care anymore. I mean. Too little, too late.
0: I have, in my mind, reviewed the first Doctor Strange
1: movie,
0: mm-hmm. uh, not the '70s Doctor Strange movie, which right. was really bad.
1: Wasn't it a TV show, a TV movie?
0: It might have been a TV movie. Yeah, it yeah, was no good. It was bad. Um, but the the more recent one with Cumber Snatch, and, <laughs> and uh, while I want to remain, I want it to remain a movie I like. Where mm-hmm. I see them kung fu fighting. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you should be casting your magic because that's what you do. You're Dr. Strange. <laughs> Dr. Strange doesn't manifest weapons
1: ever. <laughs> it's stupid. I think it's here's the thing, Joe. I think it's just lazy or easier for them to do that. Um, uh, Raptors asking what's wrong with it. I, I like Dr. Strange, the first movie, and I've seen a preview for Dr. Strange too, and honestly, it looks kind of good. I just, I don't trust them. The Batman looked kind of good, and I gave my opinion of that last week. So, and it was, well, was kind of good, but I'm just, I'm done. I'm not giving them benefit of the doubt anymore.
0: Well, the older Doctor Strange movie, well, the the more recent, the one coming up is supposed to barely be about Doctor Strange. It's supposed to be pre- pretty much about
1: um, Wanda.
0: Wanda. So, yay. Um, if that doesn't end up being true, maybe, maybe. But the other Dr. Strange movie, well, the ancient one was an, an Asian dude. That yeah. lived in Tibet. and because of China, uh, most likely, and maybe something to do with resp- representation, they had to make that a woman who was British and yeah. then invent some reason why she was so old and then tired to Dormammu, which the ancient one wouldn't do. And Yeah.
1: Bruce says, I hope the, go- the new Godfather movie, which I think I think the movie's about the making of The Godfather, right? It's not Yes, movie. yes. Yeah, and exciting trans and Latinx people. Otherwise, it will just be boring as hell. Yeah, um, yeah Bruce, I, I hope they won't try to mess with that perfection. I went to watch that recently. I hadn't seen it in forever. That is actually quite an excellent movie. Still holds up.
0: Oh, <laughs> the 70s film was more awesome than the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. <laughs> low bar
1: <laughs> yeah. I agree with you I agree with Raptor here I'm a big Vision fan I was because they just pooped all over him in the Wanda special on Disney stupidity
0: <laughs> yeah Mar- Marvel Marvel is not making things for the demographic I exist in
1: they're not I would say they're, they're not. not making things for real com- for comic fans not really for, well they're for the the comic
0: fans that aren't geeky about it, right? Yeah. Uh, They might pick up a comic and and look at it and say, oh, that's cool, but they probably won't subscribe. And they like superhero movies because they have, they have explosions and lots of action and stuff like that. And some of them are good.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: They, they went the Iron Man, they took the Iron Man blueprint Mm -hmm. and applied it to just about every one of their movies.
1: Yeah which for Iron Man it was perfection
0: yeah it was a great movie
1: yeah so they just all became and they applied it to Thor which was dumb but I mean I, I'll be fair I liked a lot of I, of those first 23 the whole in-game series I like several of them I like the majority of them but it has run its course and they've got nothing else and no. all we're doing is representation 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 token token token, token. and yeah so
0: right so any, any more derision we want to heap on to Marvel?
1: Oh, they we're don't get, to move on. get them too much time.
0: We, we've primed our hate mode, I think. Hate
1: mode is started. Get ready, we, Shadow.
0: We're primed. We're primed. All right. Main topic is fair criticisms that we want to lodge about the Dungeons & Dragons game. Yes. And I know that I said hate. <laughs> but as I was explaining to Randy a couple of different times, um, if I put hate... If I put critical or criticism mm-hmm. as a title, we're now competing with critical roles of videos. Oh, that's going to do and that. And videos about critical role. This no. doesn't have anything to do with that. So I figured I'd go with a different word. And, it, and you know, critical, hate, that's the same thing in these days, right?
1: Yeah. And it's uh, and I think I, I was initially, when I was bouncing this idea of Joe, um, he was like, I said, can we really be objective? And he's like, no. Oh, Joe, you were supposed to stay in touch with your inner team. He will. Don't worry. He's are about to get in touch with him.
0: Who directed me to do that? I don't remember.
1: <laughs> Keep the hate. The,
0: the, um, the dog ate my homework.
1: <laughs> but um, I thought, can we be fair? Because this is kind of hate. It's a strong word. We're just going to give you our opinion. Things we don't like about D&D. Because we can't give you anything else.
0: Uh, oh, no. Thoughts on Critical Role? I have none. I don't watch it, It may, uh, not because I've seen any of it, but because live plays make me fall asleep.
1: I have opinions on it. Um, oh, I,
0: the other opinion is probably what you're going to say.
1: I, I'm fine with what they do. I think what they do is great for people that like it. They enjoy it. Um, I've watched 30 minutes total, and I've tried my best. It's not for me. Um, I'm not sure I believe... I believe a lot of them like D and D. I do believe that. I'm not sure it's actually a D and D experience, but it's a maybe it is. It's an experience to watch. It's a you know I see D and D through someone else's eyes. It's entertainment. It's entertainment. That's the problem. So it's not truly D and D, but it is a thing unto itself. Good for them. I'm glad they're making cash. I'm glad they got people that like them. They're not hurting me.
0: Right. It's other people entertaining you. Yes. You no. Know, now, when you play D and D, you are in. In on some level entertaining yourself and each other at the table, right? There's some level of that, you know, because you're having fun together. But watching other people play, they're not simply playing the game. They're performing. Yeah. And that's not really D&D.
1: That's, a, that's at least a different... It takes it somewhere else. But I think, dude, not many folks can do what they do. That's impressive. I mean, they halfway, they tell a good... It's like story time, but they have dice, and I think, like I said, I respect it. I just wouldn't necessarily call it.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Cal. As uh, he's as his as my therapist, he says I'm having a good start. That's yes. <laughs> great, great, great. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, yes. The definition of fair, do we need to talk about that? No. Because people
1: people will argue whether what we say is fair or not, but I think it's just, in the end, if you have an opinion on an RPG, it's just your opinion. Yeah, yeah. And and you can defend it, and someone can also tear it apart. So let's do all that tonight.
0: Sure, because, yeah, this is all subjective. Um, We're going to have people disagree with us because I'm going to say things I don't like, and they're going to say, but
1: play some other game.
0: (laughs) No, I can no. (laughs) How about no?
1: I'll play this game. How about that?
0: Yeah, I'll play this one, and I'll make whatever changes I like, and
1: I'll play you're OD- not here
0: to play with me, so it doesn't matter.
1: I'll play OD&D with Tieflings, Dragonborn, Fortitude, Reflex, and Will. Suck it. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying you could. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, so TSR D&D, which yeah. is old D&D through second edition. Yeah. Um, and Wizards of the Coast didn't purchase it, purchased it, per- purchased it, and then produced third. So there wasn't any Wizards of the Coast second edition things, right? Right. Okay. And I know that uh, some employees trans uh, um, transferred. Not sure how many, but some did. My house is haunted. No, I have a doggie that came and uh, opened my door. No. I can't close it all the way because of the cable that go that comes in.
1: So well, let's start because you know so I broke up I broke up the content, Joe, to like original D and D followed by notes on Beck Me and Rule Cyclopedia because they're pretty closely they Well yeah. original D and D is pretty honestly it's kind of its own beast. It but. is. But back me D and and then I did one E, sort of tied with two E.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. So do, do do you have the PDFs of original D D? Yeah. Okay. I've looked through them, and and I mean I have my thoughts, my things that I don't care for. Um, not a big fan of D six hit points for everybody, right? Uh, in original D and uh, and this runs through all of WotC D or of TSR D I hate the titles and the saving throws. Sorry, they're just dumb. Uh, poison, Paralyzation, Death all it's just, why do you categorize things to get? I don't even know what you're talking about, you know? Uh, but, I mean, it's not that I couldn't get it, I'm just like, why are they together? Well, it's, right.
0: Uh, I think, like many things in this game, mm-hmm. and in all these games, it's arbitrary. Yep. Whenever they...
1: You can justify them. Like, Rod, Staff, Wand is technically different than spells because they're coming from a magic item that is not the full strength of the caster in the original game. They right. were set. So, okay. But to me, it's like, eh, it's a magic saving throw.
0: Yeah, but if a caster level, of the level
1: um,
0: um, equivalent up to the max that uh, Wand or Staff or Rod would have in it right. cast the spell, it would be a different saving throw. Right. So a so first level wizard casting sleep doesn't have a saving throw in that game anyway
1: but um, indigo yeah. says um oh no legion you're back in you've not missed the hate the hate has only begun uh, indigo says those categories came from the war game yeah that's important thanks indigo o- ODnd is very important that they we know that it comes from a war game and they assume you have knowledge of chainmail in those rule books right which kind of bugs me
0: I mean well it- does it it does say you need chainmail.
1: I know, but still, it's weird. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's weird from a more modern viewpoint. So, to be fair, it made sense because those guys were creating the hobby. So, for mm-hmm. them, they had all played Chainmail or its derivative.
0: Right. So, they already had a combat system. Yeah. So, old D&D just added the fantasy elements to Chainmail. Yeah. Or, 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 or old D&D had the fantasy elements. You used Chainmail to do what Chainmail does. Mm-hmm. And that was all.
1: dm's DM's role for stats
0: yeah that's fun
1: i I mean okay so dm makes your character for you Mm -hmm. which i guess again with with original dnd this hate (laughs) is i'm willing to be softer because dude they were the creators it was the first draft right um i call it a multi huh i call it a multi it was great for what stats doesn't matter Yes, you can have 15 strength and you get 10% more experience points or 13 strength and get 5% more experience points. But as far as hitting and missing, eh, poop. No matter, 18, 17, 6, 2, 1, 9, who cares? Right. um, All dungeons all the time. To be fair, that's all they had in mind was dungeon exploration, but that's all that they had and it was a little weird.
0: I like dungeon exploration.
1: I do, but not like 24-7. That's the only adventures we do um Spell descriptions, whoo, talk about loose. Man. And some were just crazy powerful. um And why not sleep? A, huh?
0: Sleep is sleep. very powerful. Very powerful. And
1: it's a first level
0: spell, there's no saving throw.
1: <laughs> and charm was very powerful. Failure yep. your save, you're my servant for nine years. Not exactly, but it was kind of like that.
0: The average person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. there's no, there's nothing on there saying you can't cast it multiple times and have multiple charmed people following you around. Yeah. Or you know, just liking you a lot.
1: Yeah. First level wizard, and you got, you got minions galore. I mean, um, but I mean, I don't. Uh, like I said, I, I mean, I don't. I would say I find those annoying. Um, I've never been. A, I'm not sure if this is where I can fit in the, the tech spells. I think I'll wait on that. Uh, alignment, is mentioned as a thing, but not explained well at all.
0: So that's not the part. The old D and D didn't have the new the law neutrality chaos thing. Yes, it's mentioned. It's, it's mentioned, mentioned, but that's it.
1: And creatures are labeled as law neutral and chaos, but it's not well explained. But I think again, that's probably a chainmail thing. I think they had that figured out already.
0: Yeah, because they you know they were units.
1: And in and general, creatures. That's not the worst way to do alignment, but in, I'm really not an alignment guy i mean i'm okay with good and evil as concepts i don't understand why you have to label this is I mean, especially in first edition we'll get to that eventually it was like a straight jacket you are chaotic neutral you are well, people acting like it so um yeah what, what, did you read and find any other things that i missed joe that well uh, um that brought bugged the you the biggest thing for me that's
0: that's um that bugs me is racist class ah i prefer the first edition second edition uh Way of uh, handling races and classes. Yeah, Uh, having uh, I think it could be better even than that, but having elves are just elves. Right. Understand. um, Getting too far away from that takes away one of the things about humans. Who humans are um, the ones with the breadth of experience and 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 uh, temperament and all of that. And the other the races are. Um, focused, uh, more focused, um, and limited in those areas. But um, ah, there you go, there you go, shadow and sun. We think alike. Yes. is class. Now, I'm not saying that an elf or a dwarf should be able to be as many things as a human. Right. But it would be um, to me. It's silly. What What is a dwarf? Yeah that why can't a dwarf be a cleric or I can, you can justify it. So you could say that, yes, there are dwarf priests that use magic similar to clerics, but they don't adventure. They are cloistered. They stay with the dwarves. They don't go out adventuring and all that other stuff. But, and dwarves are essentially fighters um, of lesser power. I think in old D and D. The what are essentially fighters of lesser power.
1: Uh, they were pretty good till about eighth level and they were capped, I think.
0: Yeah, so, oh, so there's capped. that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. according to many, so a lot of these things are because of Gary, uh, Gary and, um, Gary Gygax and, um, Hornison's, um, Arneson. uh, ideas no. should be. And apparently, demi humans were consolation prizes when you wrote low stats.
1: Yes. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I just find it really weird. Um, yeah. I mean, in Beck and Beck Me, they discussed FACO, which I want to save that for later. That wasn't much of a thing. Um,
0: so it would be cool if they had if you had cl- uh, classes specific to those races um, that they could, that, that you could, as a player of a dwarf, could, didn't have to worry about level limits or do it a la first or second edition. Whichever scale you like, you use that instead, and then you can be a cleric but low level or no level as in first edition and all of that.
1: Belegian um, says in and D1A dwarf clerics are NPC only. I right. remember that. I thought that was always strange. And then Indigo makes an interesting comment. Basically, when I, I still don't have this OSR game Adventure Conqueror Kings and Race's class never made much sense to me until he got Adventure Conquer King system. It's the one OSR game that really utilizes it well. Yeah, I think maybe he does some things with them. That's all right, Larry, you're late, Mr. Elliot, but that's okay. Joe get Axe, Axe make you happy.
0: <laughs> it sounds painful.
1: Yeah, hard to make Joe happy. But um, then Beckme comes along, and there's a variety of things here with Beckme, but um, the alignment thing is continued and explained a little better, still not my favorite, alignment in general. I thought the weapon mastery rules in uh encyclopedia well they look really fun wow they just seem weird very granular yeah way too much nitty-gritty stuff for me i'm not it's like kyle you'll you'll hear that as a theme in most of my complaints through DD. i'm not a i'm not a fan of some of them, especially in well especially in original SR DD. it's like man all this nitty-gritty weirdo stuff i'm not not weird just i just wouldn't want to keep track of it
0: yeah i like the i actually like the uh, idea of the weapon mastery rule. Yeah. The idea sounds fine. Um, but like if you had sword and spear and bow, you had maybe 10 or 12 different weapons. Mm-hmm. That were definitely different, like pole arm or maybe one or two different kinds of pole arms, so, something like that. Yeah. But having short sword, long sword, great sword, um, Bastard sword, blah 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 sword. You know, seventy different kinds of swords. They all have slightly different things. It is kind of dumb.
1: Yeah, and I, I think maybe, I maybe. if I'm not a, I'm not a weapons guy. I don't use you know medieval weapons. And maybe they are different enough where it really really matters. But I don't know. I love my pretend in game racism. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Well, you know, in the old games they had, um, they didn't call it racism what they call it, racial, um, well, they had a table with the various races um, on one side and then across the top, and who hated each other, who Why, liked each other. Right. Uh, so there's a title for that. I can't remember now.
1: But it wasn't racism. I it, don't think they used that word. It was called probably how, you know, creatures probably would be, table. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth of it. It wouldn't be all happy-go-lucky. I all dwarfs love elves, love halflings, love
0: no. They they had a, a very, I think the only one that that liked just about every race fine was humans, yep, except maybe half orcs, right? Um, uh, I mean, humans didn't really like half orcs all that much, but humans liked everybody okay, and maybe uh, halflings.
1: Oh, Diplo Raptor, I forgot this. Says, uh, don't forget the old castle gray module. Are you talking about the purple one that had the stupid, all the stupid encounters down in the dungeon? for how racist NPCs were to the various demihuman races racial reaction table that's yeah, yeah, yeah good good catch Darth but yeah that was not uh so the you know weapon mastery I love the idea implementation not my favorite right um 36 levels dude what is it with that I love it no I'm fine with the highness of it but the number number how about how about how come not 38.6 how come not 41. I mean, dude, just do 20, 30, 40, or nothing. Why do you have to do 36? That's just weirdo stuff. (laughs) Arbitrary. (laughs) Arbitrary crap. So
0: it's a concept that um, I really think is true that I've said a couple of times on here and to you innovation instead of intentional design. So they're just saying, this sounds good. And because there wasn't, how many people really made it to 36 level, honestly? Yeah. So they
1: just had a lot of levels. So yeah, we'll go, we'll go up to here. Dude, I heard Gygax say on a, I heard him say. I read, and I'm looking them. I'm, uh, I'm trying to get it.
0: You also, there's also a wish. Was only yes. usable by uh, uh, a wizard with uh eighteen or nineteen intelligence and thirty-six level. So. I don't know if they just set it to maximum because that's the number yeah. they came up with.
1: Which, that's okay, because Wish has got some other problems. Um, I found it funny that, you know, Gygax himself made comments like, this is funny, this was back in the late 80s. When Last time he was commenting, oh, what is Legion saying?
0: It's Good. it's you know? hatred, hatred. Yes. Hatred for the um, imaginary peoples.
1: Right. Um,
0: Good, human supremacy. Demi-humans should be buried back back into myth and legend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, uh, then we have uh, uh, at least one game that is uh, entirely humans. And that is, uh, um, what's the Hyperborea? Yeah, at least That's one. That's all human. Yep. I um, think there's an optional rule in there about others, but it's pretty much just human.
1: But you're on your comment 36th level. Gygax said in the late 80s that no one should have a 20th level character. Right, right. You have you could not have played enough. No one, not not legitimately though. That's funny how you would say legitimately. And I'm like, really? Do you think? I mean, do you think Gygax played more than anyone? I don't think so.
2: Mm-hmm. We played a lot.
1: 14 year olds have played many hours. That as an adult, he did, even running a game company, he didn't have time to play. So, it,
0: you know. okay, so you could string some of the, those tournament um, modules together. the the one E modules. Now old D and D. I don't know. At that point, I don't know what, how many modules they had out for that, but, but, um, first edition had a bunch of tournament modules. Mm-hmm. You've got all kinds of money in that thing. Yes, you did. you did. If You stuck to the gold as XP rule. Woo-hoo! Um, all right. I mean, as long as you weren't too strict, I don't. I'm. I don't know all the rules about um, training and whatnot that first edition had. Yeah. But uh, there's no way that's a. I mean, old D and D. Okay, maybe not. But mm-hmm. in second edition, you got truckloads of, of uh, treasure, um, and oh, the, first, of the, the most first- they weren't that
1: hard. The most first first most famous modules, Hamlet, Temple of Elemental Evil against the against the giants, Drow, Slave Lords. You got truckloads of money, which was one experience point per gold.
0: Lost caverns. Lost caverns. That, that was probably the the the
1: treasure hall for magic items. It was insane. Yeah. Right. Uh, um. And turning undead, I mean, I'm just going to probably complain about this all night. I We've talked about it. I hate the tables. They're way too easy, and that's all there is to it. And I'm the not... The
0: tables, yeah, they are too easy.
1: I, I think holding back, like you mentioned last week, keeping a, an undead creature at bay is one thing. But turning them in, I really hated the automatic T's and the automatic destructions, the D's. It's like, what's the point then?
0: Yep. Well it's a good thing. Yeah. Mobs of undead, keep you keep the PCs down. Okay. A level drain. There's
1: 13, <laughs> 13 vampires, roll initiative. <laughs> I guess that's how you could do it.
0: Um, yeah, and this is the other thing. XP for gold, according to Shadow and Sun, could be reduced if it was too easily obtained. But that's subjective. I mean, so the DM puts in, let's say, um, you go into this module. Mm-hmm. or the DM has his own thing that he thinks is challenging, but because the players roll really well mm-hmm. or, or plan really well, yeah. or the DME roll really crappy, all those things can end up making it seem like it's not much of a challenge.
1: I don't think I like experience points for gold in general. Um, I've never really used it very much. Even back in the day, I punted on that quick. Okay. Good combo. Next says, one vampire, a banshee, ten zombies, and twenty skeletons. Yep. And that's the first encounter of the adventure.
0: There you go. Have fun with that.
1: Yeah. Shadow, love the power of turning undead. I don't like, I like. look, one of the few things that Monty Cook said that I thought really stayed with me during the third edition era, which he, I'm still claiming he's right, turning undead turns an encounter into a non-encounter. And I don't like that. And your mileage may vary, but I can care less about it.
0: I am irritated when I see horror movies,
1: mm-hmm.
0: especially mostly r- lately, mm-hmm. where there's supernatural evil, but there's no supernatural good. Right. And there, all of the uh, people who could be of use um, that are in a church or in the church are depicted as just weak. Yeah. And and, I, and of no, with no power at all. Right. Faith doesn't do anything.
1: I wouldn't mind if the cleric could turn the undead. You know, you're a third level party. You come on a vampire lord, and you roll really well, and you can turn him, and you keep him at bay, so you guys can escape, not so you can kick his teeth in, you know. So or that he runs away from you. I don't know about run. I mean, it could happen if the levels were much. If the clerics were much. I mean, you know, if you're a thirtieth level cleric. Yeah, you, you chant you literally are a channel for the power of your deed. That's different. But I mean, it comes in too early. I mean, we've we talked about it. I'm going to look at the second edition.
0: Diploraptor says EXP for gold does not work. Well, I think you would get a lot of um, yep. debate out of that. I don't know for sure. Yeah, work I isn't... know this, it's a pretty big debate amongst uh, the old school folks whether or not EXP for gold is good or not. There's a lot of proponents of it.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I just didn't. I'm not going to tell what we talked about to beat that to death, but I think turning on debt is... Uh, challenging
0: i i think that they they turn some of those undead way too early and way too easily and wh- yeah the numbers get really easy really fast it's one thing okay so i guess if you're playing in a campaign the typical campaign where seventh, seventh eighth level is pretty much where most campaigns peter out so yeah. perhaps that's one one reason why they kept those tables In that, um, with that in mind, Mm -hmm. because by the time you get to like Ninth Level Cleric, there's, I'm pretty sure most of that stuff you just turn to dust anyway.
1: Oh, yeah, it was pretty. I'm trying to find it here. Um, I'm doing a PDF, so uh, let me see here. Um, Turning Undead. Let's see. Sorry, guys, I know this is riveting. Go ahead, Joe. I think is there anything else from Beckme that you didn't like, Joe?
0: Um, I think the big thing with Beckme was the racist class, and we talked about the weapon table being a little too granular. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, okay. Vancing spell spellcasting.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised that it's just, just now coming up.
0: <laughs> well, it's not my favorite. Nope. For sure. I think, uh, I know it's simple. You have these spells of these levels. You get X more when you level. So I understand the ease of it, the simplicity in it. But um, I just don't like it. I think it's a bit counterintuitive.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the was I never thought about it much. Um, I guess I always liked. You know how I'm pretty harsh on the old wizards and stuff, and I don't want them to control everything. Uh, but I do. I do agree. It doesn't feel like anything you would. It doesn't seem to mimic any novel, story, movie, the way magic works. Um, yeah,
0: nothing like but, that. Yeah. You know- I understand that, um, the spell, many of the spells were powerful, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: especially when you got to a particular level, Mm -hmm. like third and then fifth, and then after that, lots of power. Yep. The compensation for that was ensuring that you had very little you could do at early levels. Um, but, and I, I get what kind of mentality and, um, um, the style of gameplay that evinces, which is protect the wizard until he gets 5th level. Because they're almost useless until then. Uh, but it's kind of weird.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. What about Thaco I'm going to 1A? Um, Thakos.
0: Yes. So I don't the problem with um, yes, so Legion of Myth says I like fancy and magic, but I do wish there was a way to replace spells, even with some risk. Like, ready for it, Earth Dawn Drake, uh, you could replace spells at a bit of a risk in Earth Dawn. So, um, yeah, I'm all for
1: that. Um, we toyed some with the idea of there was a rule in Dragon Magazine where you can cast spells out of your spellbook once you were done. Um, And um, but it could could potentially destroy your spellbook. Remember that Joe back in the day. Right, right, right. I think wizards need to have something more than just you know um, my slotted spells.
0: Um, If if you're um, so the slotted spells that are somewhat powerful, Mm -hmm. I guess you you're they are reliable. Right. So if you take out the reliability, I think you can change things around without. Uh, upping the power too much and then kind of screwing around with the game
1: in in my mind the best system and i'm saying this because not that because i've seen one that's the best i would like to see a spell check system not unlike dcc where you make a roll to cast a spell and it's fairly easy but you can make it more difficult by trying to do cooler crap and pretty open-ended and once you have a massive fail that's when you might be done for the day, or maybe that's when you need time, downtime to recharge your magic. You, you, you know, you've messed with the veil too much and it slapped you in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do, I do understand the, um, the base, the, the premise of it trying to, and it's it was control magic. I mean, Gygax was not a fan of magic and. It's it, an early
0: magic system. Yeah. So cool. um, as much as I want to poke at it, it is early. So early in the, the development of RPGs, um, so um, there's only so much hate I can have for it.
1: Yeah, and this is another one. Thaco, um, look, it's it was technically I think second edition they started using. Yeah. It was in the first edition book. Um,
0: yeah, tables in first edition.
1: Yeah, Diplo uh, Raptor says Thako's is a dumb AC system. I don't think it's dumb as in stupid. I think it's simply counterintuitive. And mathematically speaking, it is harder. Not that it's hard, but addition is provably easier than subtraction. I think I've said this before because it has more properties that are nice, you know, that are convenient for remembering how to do it. Right. Subtraction doesn't. Um, But having said that, I just don't get the lower armor class crap. Not now. Why would you ever want to use negative 10, negative 11, negative 12? I don't.
0: It's it's one of those things that has a nostalgic feel to it. Like, you know, this is D&D when you see a negative nine armor class, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Um, What's Max say? I know second grade math is right, right, dude. I'm not saying, I'm not saying about difficult. I'm saying it is inarguable. Subtraction does not have any of the ring theory properties, not ring theory, but the properties that make it nice. It doesn't. But I mean, I'm not saying it's hard. I get it. But it's not intuitive. You know, why would you want to? Why would you want? Why would you have a lower number and that's better? That doesn't, right. That's nonsense.
0: Okay. Oh, here, I mean, here, there's a couple of ways you can look at it, right?
1: Oh, sure. Here
0: we go targets, right? Mm-hmm. You get bigger numbers for hitting smaller, smaller concentric rings. Mm-hmm. So I think from that point of view, you could look at it as being similar to that. Yeah. But uh, the other thing that that FACO does, and th- these tables and low armor class, but it, I think it's still only retrospectively. Mm-hmm. It controlled the numbers. Uh, the numbers didn't get inflated that you needed to roll to hit.
1: Uh, well, they got easier. Huh? More, more magical goodies you've got. I mean, you get to a point with FACO in the charts, negative 10 is nothing. And that yeah. has- and that but, happens pretty early, not at the double digits.
0: It was like that?
1: Dude, tell me your ninth level. Okay, look. Let me see. You gotta add, I guess it all depends. If you don't give any magic items, it's a different story. But if characters are running around with 18 percentile strength, that stack on with their magic guidance, that stack on with, with weapons specialization, that stack on with everything mm. else, I mean, it got out of control. Yeah, the
0: specialization, that. because that came in um, Earth Arcana, Right specialization rules.
1: Right. Maybe. Right. And I agree with you, Max, in a modern sense, I agree. Ascending ace is better. And even acts like AD is, no, it's not bad because of that. I'm just saying when I look at it, I don't care for it. Even back then when I was young, I understood it, but I thought this was kind of.
0: Yeah. So what we also need to say is we don't think D D is bad. No, we love it. There's just, these are annoyances what? and things that Fair I, enough. if
1: I was, if I was hanging out with them back in the day, I would say, don't do that, but... (laughs) Well, maybe. We'd probably be so geeked about the game, I wouldn't even know how to think. At our age, it'd be hard to think. Um, um, And you're right. This is true. Max is also right here. Um, Randy's right. This is one of the weaknesses of decent EAC. AC and EAC is essentially unlimiting. Yeah, you can put... Now, be careful, because now you're going to start praising 5e if you're not careful, because you'll have to mathematically. So you put bounds... (laughs) Bounds on the target... Nobody can get an armor class better than negative ten. I believe that was the rule back in one e, and maybe even two e till the very end. And uh, worse than ten. Now it was funny. I saw monsters at the end of second start to get ACs better than negative ten.
0: Yeah, the tables went higher and lower than that though and in first edition.
1: Not not higher than negative ten.
0: I think they did. Oh, uh, well, yeah.
1: I don't have the player's handbook, but I do.
0: Yeah, know. I don't. I don't know if I would rely on Ostrich to have the precise table from before. I remember... Well,
1: Ostrich's pretty accurate. It says negative 10 to 10. Well, oh, they had it for each class. How weird. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I can't rely on Ostrich. So that's all right. I don't have the one player's handbook. Um, so, um, yeah, that's a tricky thing. Um, the bounds on on, on that. I uh, Yeah, it, it's it definitely deserves... It was it was it was a very it was a very manageable system. Deko was not too hard for anyone. No, no, it's not. It was incredibly uh intuitive, I would sure. say. And,
0: and all of the stuff is still fairly early in the RPG industry's life cycle. Yes. So, um, it's hard to fault them because they're still you know and they're still doing new things and first edition, if you believe um if you believe historians mm-hmm. first edition was a bid to differentiate from Beckme and rule cyclopedia for one reason or another perhaps legal yeah and to kind of you know push arneson out even though arneson won his court case yep and um so some of these differences that were brought in from old dnd to first edition uh were done purposefully for some say tournaments and Gygax has said tournaments now and again yeah. uh in the, back in the day and uh so to me that still says somewhat these things are a little arbitrary like why go negative mm-hmm. um it does limit your your um your numbers somewhat uh, so you could look at that as a good thing. Mm-hmm. It is limiting.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's advantages to it. Um, I think, uh, well, Bruce made a comment, first edition was a way to scrape Arneson out and second, scrape Gary out. <laughs> just <laughs> <kinda true. laughs> it's just kind of true. It's kind of true.
0: Yes, and then, yes, that's that's what I heard too. Yeah, that that's literally targeted right. Gary. Yeah. So we kind of got some karma there.
1: Yeah, so Shadow wants to know, he says, what's the... Worst thing about D&D that I didn't create, it ah. and it's not Randy Nichols and Joe Harden's game. Correct. Worst thing.
0: But apart from that, <laughs> over the history of its life cycle, I do have one. Oh, what's that? And that is the changing lore. They couldn't stick to, even if they expanded it, that's fine, additions, but they couldn't stick. I mean, between old D&D, uh, basic through immortal, Mm -hmm. Then through uh, first and second edition, well, first I will say first, because second edition had some issues because of the moral panic. Mm -hmm. But um, up to first edition, the lore differences were, I think, minor. Yeah, but because dragons were always dragons,
1: and I do believe that kobolds were still dogmen.
0: Right. So in second edition, they had to make changes because of the moral panic. They removed assassins and and stuff um, based on that and um i thought it was a lesser version but um but then you go to watsi and they had to really they well had to they decided because it was under their roof that they needed to change all kinds of things that didn't need changing yes it's one thing to maybe modernize the rules perhaps but the lore didn't need changing at all there's nothing wrong with the lore. Behind the game, it, it was really annoying every time you had the time of troubles. And if I'm remembering that right, with um, Forgotten Realms, every time there was a version change, starting I think in Second Edition, they had some world altering event. Yep. In their novel series, to you know justify it instead of leaving it alone. Yep. It modifying the rules somewhat here and there, okay. adding. Adding sections of lore is fine, but changing
1: the basic stuff is kind of stupid. Shadow says the worst thing is not enough time to play. Correct. Correct. That is, that is now the correct answer. Um, and we know Max hates D&D Watch. We'll get to that. Bruce hit something I think is actually pretty brilliant. Use the modernish rules of first edition Watsy, but keep the lore from first edition TSR. Yeah. That's a good move. Yeah, because you can. Um, other things I I have a list of several things I didn't like Um, wasn't a big fan and this is a lot of this is a lot of my hate is from a what's the word hindsight it's hindsight yes
0: yes yes because we had fun playing the games all the way up to
1: yeah through second I was like it never really until third came out a lot of these ideas never even crossed my mind like I'm not a huge fan of percentiles for thief skills uh, roll under. Every, everyone else rolls under their stat for certain sort of skills. I've already said I don't like alignments nine or otherwise. Um,
0: I just took a peek at the Wilderness Survival Guide. Yeah. Because I, I keep hearing people say it's roll under. 3d6 roll under. But it's not. It's d20 yeah. roll under. Yeah. In the Wilderness Survival Guide. They might have changed that in Dungeoneers. And they might have changed it somewhere else to, to 3d6. But in the Wilderness Survival Guide, it's d20 and that's only for some others have percentiles like um um, a forging is percentiles unless unless you apply the percentages that you see in the tables to a d20 yeah you might do that i didn't look at it close enough to determine if that was the case because you could easily do that because it's all in fives and tens
1: you know it's funny when the dungeon survival guide and the wilderness survival guide came out i bought them but i think i didn't know i was i was already getting very tired of the uh style of play where you're exploring at low levels and so i mean the idea of going out in dungeon and ex- out exploring the wilderness and doing dungeon stuff and building domain play i was really i mean in second edition especially i was ready for the planescape i was ready for dark sun i was ready for crazy town just for something different um yeah and
0: the thing is that that didn't that stuff didn't need to necessarily replace any of that Mm -hmm. you could add that because um once you get your domain and you get into the domain level play yeah that's when you can encounter spelljammer if you care for that or even planescape oh you guys find this weird door in your castle that you just found or you built a castle and there's a there's a cave system and there's a weird portal there and that takes you to Sigil. No one ever. No one should ever want to go there, because Sigil is a, scum, a hive of scum and villainy, worse than
1: even the, the one in Star Wars. Uh, yeah, because you can't really trust people, even the good guys. No, nah, because they they're working with the bad guys. Well, well, it's not just that they have motivations. They have motiva- motivations based on philosophies, and sometimes they, not not all of them, and many of them don't care whether people get killed or not. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I keep running my mouth about Planescape. That's how great it is kind of to get under Max's skin. But the truth is I've been a little swayed by you and Max. The more I think about Planescape, there's, there's parts of it. I just don't care for
0: You take out Sigil, Yeah. The rest of it's fine. I mean, some folks may not like how detailed that the various box sets made the different planes and they, they would like less detail because some people are like that, but, um, uh, uh, the blood war could make some people irritated because maybe they think that's weird too. Yeah. But um, if you just, if you take Sigil out of the picture
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you just have ways to get, there's plenty of ways you can already get to the various planes. You've yeah. got plane shift, you've got uh, or and it's various permutations, right? Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of ways to get to the various planes. Uh, that require you to be somewhat higher level to use, or your DM might want to kill you. So he throws a cubic gate your way, and you yeah. say, Does "This dude, oh, you're all dead now, <laughs> essentially." But
1: I don't agree. with I don't know if I agree with uh, Bruce here. I don't think Sigil was boring. Um, better Nexus-style cities. Uh, I will challenge you to name one. 'Cause I, I disagree. I think I don't agree with Joe totally here too. I think Sigil is perfect, but I do think it's not a great place to run campaigns. The players it's, can't trust people and right. it's all political.
0: Right, right. I mean, there are Sigil will fit with certain play styles. Yeah. Especially play styles in which you, you have inter um, interparty conflict or perhaps you're running a group of people who are less than uh, um, uh, pure. Well, If if your party's a bunch of bank robbers...
1: Oh, dig this. No. Or, that'd be a way to bring a group together. Hey guys, we can only trust each other here. We're not joining factions. We are going to be very careful what missions we do for anybody. And we're not going to become beholden to any one faction. You know, we're going to be careful. We're still going to, be, or we're going to use it as a base because we can be safe. The Lady of Pain makes it a safe place in many ways. If you stay in certain districts, you're pretty safe. You're not going to run into a bailer who's going to rip your face off.
0: Oh, what? Okay. We, okay. we might have to kick you out for this comment.
1: <laughs> he might be right, but it's horrible.
0: I would rather go to Sigal.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm
0: saying. Personally, I mean, he's,
1: right. he's probably right, though. Yeah. He's probably right.
0: Yeah. So, I'm okay with having some um, political elements, especially when you get mid to high level, you need that to throw in there into the mix of, um, of your, uh, your play styles, because you can't be high level running around throwing your magic all over the place all the time. You're going to run out of stuff to do. You're going to destroy your planet. It's going to, you know, melt into goo. But so you have to have some political um, um, machinations and, um, the things to do. And Sigil's okay with that, but kind of, I always feel dirty.
1: It does. Uh, Bruce retorted the way TOLUS was written, it was written as a Nexus plane. Pr- ah! I, I will take your word for that, but I'll also counter that I do not see, think TOLUS had nearly the cool flavor as Sigil. I mean, whether you liked it or not, there's a lot of cool, crazy stuff going on in Sigil. And, um, a lot of interesting characters. Tolis, maybe. I mean, it did have the chaos attacks, but Tolis wasn't that just Monty? Was it a a nexus plane? Um, I think that's your. I think that's a pretty good retort. But I'm not. I won't concede it's better. It might be like in the deep recesses of Tolis that they had that. I <laughs> There's don't know. Some crazy stuff going on there, Monty. Really? I think. I think Bruce might be onto something. It's been so long since I've looked at it. Um,
0: now, um, I think if you. Okay, because I I always thought the Lady of Pain and some of the other faction shenanigans were a little stupid. So you could probably take TOLUS, keep it a a um, a nexus that has a lot of politics going on because of various factions there. Mm-hmm. But I think you you I think um I think you just need it for me to to uh for me to uh, have fun there as a player who plays good characters almost all the time, mm-hmm. you need to have people you could trust. Yep. Or, and- or not. And then you say, we're going to go there for five minutes and then we're leaving.
1: Right. It's a way to get somewhere. Uh, Diploraptor Lady of Pain is a good narrative device to explain why a city is neutral. Well, and- it's
0: Yeah, but it's own. It does. You don't need it.
1: And you don't need them. Killraven mentioned Union. I was waiting for Union. Union. Uh, yes, it was in the epic level book, but you have to admit it was kind of weak sauce. When I, and I thought they were going to use Single. bigger numbers. It was just really – I mean, I thought if Union was weak. And I, was like, I don't was remember much about Union. Union. I just I, I, and look, it can, it, it can be whatever. Everybody has their own favorites, but I still like Single the best as a city between the planes. I would not take it away from Planescape. I would, however, encourage my players – to understand i would play it more in the past you know i played it more like oh these are all options and i tried to protect they were being they're being true to themselves they're not actually trying to hurt you but Joe was always like "Ah, they're screwing us they're screwing us and they are so in the end you probably should just like I said, the group should be cohesive and say, we're about us. Sigil's too dangerous for us to get off in this politics. So we got missions to complete. This is a, maybe you keep your head down. Maybe you find, you know, the, the sticks oarsmen in and you just say, hey, we're going to have our, our own little room here. We're not making deals with anybody else. We got things we got to do in the planes. We're high level, high level characters. We can handle any bull crap they want to throw our way. They're not going to mess with us. And we'll just do what we got to do and get out. Right. Yeah.
0: Now, this thing that Bruce brings up, Oathbound Forge, I remember Oathbound Seven. If he's talking about, I think that that might be the same, and Forge might be um, a different part of that campaign. I'm
1: looking on my shelf, I've got an Oathbound book somewhere. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it was, and it was really wonky. I uh, had some um, some OP races. Um, you really didn't want to be just a plain old human. It's one thing to be an elf and a human. They're, Yeah, okay, right, same thing. Oathbound Forge, Oathbound 7, same thing,
1: yeah. Is, okay, so I mean, I'm not is, sure. So is okay. Oathbound written by Rich Baker? I think so. Yeah, I have read some of it. I thought I read a novel. Um, no, I, I can't agree. I can
0: explain you. the premise. Yes. In, in Oathbound, you have... Um, In its history, you have a God, and the God went a little nuts, And if I remember correctly, and um, these seven angels found it in a prison. And over the centuries, maybe millennia, of keeping them there, keeping it there, they have grown weary of their job, So what they do is they bring people from other places and the forge is how they, it's kind of the adventuring area, um, kind of a place for them to bring these potential folks in to make them into their replacements so that they can leave. Okay. I believe that's the the essence of it. There's probably some um, dynamic I'm missing.
1: Is this it? Look what I'm sharing
0: yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah so uh yeah I've I've got that book it's it's okay um I would say it's okay that seemed even darker than Planescape to me it is
0: yeah well I, I don't know about darker necessarily it's uh, a little on the gonzo side oh Com- I mean it may be just differently gonzo and differently dark um but it's um uh, I think it's just different. I don't know if it's uh, better or worse as far as the dark aspect to it. Yeah, and that all depends. I mean, uh, you can go to the Hells. That's pretty dark.
1: Yeah, true. I I do think. uh, Well, I I didn't. That's not what I hated in in Second Edition. Um, But I do think I think all the different settings was a good thing. Actually, that's the best thing that came out of Second Edition for me.
0: Right, and if they would have taken a cue from, I'm not sure. How parallel the two different game uh, companies develop their things, but yeah. um, oh, what's it called? Riffs. That that um, you know, riffs. Yes. So, what's the name of the system behind riffs? Palladium. Palladium. So, Palladium's um, system—the uh, way they, I think did a better job in organizing their lore is in world books. So, Mm -hmm. um, if second edition had stuck to that, instead of then having all those, unless were they, were the Brown complete books, was that second or first edition? Second. That was second edition. So instead of leaving all of their differing things in their proper places, Mm-hmm. they just amalgamated them into these big splat books. Yeah. So, and I think that was the wrong way to go. And if you wanted to play, um, say, Spelljammer, Spelljammer had a bunch of lore and a few character bits to it, um, a couple of races, fine. But you stayed in that Spelljammer area, you, yeah. in that in that milieu. You didn't bring that over to Greyhawk or Forgotten Realms, even though that's the the thing about Spelljammer was you could through the phlogist and go to all these different crystal spheres except Rin, which was
1: you could connect uh, all the settings. That's what I liked actually the idea of connecting them.
0: Right. But the problem is is when you connect them then you can cross contaminate all this stuff that doesn't belong together. <sighs> now if you if you um, brought them together in this kind of a nexus world yeah. and tried to play around there, that would be one thing. But if you bring all this stuff to Ravenloft or you bring all this stuff to Greyhawk and all this stuff to, all, then then every place is the same.
1: Yeah, um, true. But I, I think, um, especially with Sigil, you could have a Red robe Wizard meet up with a Preserver, meet up with a uh, what was they called a gif from from spelljammer they could talk it out maybe go on a mission together in the plains and then split and go back to their home worlds um that's an interesting story they also could stay together but would make an odd an odd bunch of characters feeling pretty weird in the dark silk sun world yeah yes uh, huh? I think crin was too
0: I thought crin was sealed off too I thought that's what um the gods
1: there did but yeah I don't remember um um, anyway, but
0: I that? like Dark Sun, but Dark Sun should stay Dark Sun. You don't yeah. bring stuff from Kryn to Dark Sun or the other way. It's not a good idea. And if if you contain everything like that, or at least have some that stay pure, some of them don't work well together.
1: Yeah, they don't. And um,
0: I don't. At know. least you have them. Keep them separate in their own world books so to speak or box sets was what they had then for second edition and then you know if you wanted to as a dm you could just get all the box sets and just throw everything together and it's not that big of a deal
1: yeah um like i said that's what i did for i didn't throw them all together but i i made them connected but i didn't have a lot of like i'm going to be a red robe from crayon i'm going to be a you know a halfling from Greyhawk. i'm going to be a you know, defiler from Dark Sun, know that kind of stuff. Um, but on to some other stuff. And these interest me because I want to hear the folks that are here. I never cared for weapon speed, armor versus weapon tables, and I really didn't like damage versus small, medium, or large sized creatures.
0: That I'm, was that I didn't care for, and I I didn't really care for the other stuff. However, yeah. If the only thing differentiating weapons is a damage die. Yes. Then everybody will gravitate to the highest damage die weapon that can. Yep. And that's what happened when we dumped, when they dumped those things and they didn't have that, that um, weapon mastery table from um, rule cyclopedia.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you, you basically had folks with longbow, You have um, longsword, greatsword, and dagger. And, you know, the rest of it's kind of who cares.
1: Yeah, if you're going to use casting time, you better use weapon speed.
0: Yeah. So, Yeah. So weapon speed is a good way to differentiate weapons to some degree. I don't think you need to have every weapon having a different weapon speed, but different weapon classes for sure. Yeah. Daggers opposed to swords, opposed to bows and all that.
1: OSC does things like that. Old school essentials when they have slow weapons and fast weapons. Yeah. Slow weapons always go last. That can be we we played with that a little bit. We didn't a little bit. didn't like it very much. Uh your wife didn't She she's a two handed sword wielder. But I mean there's something to be said in a two handed sword I mean, I think in in the weapons versus small, medium, large, a two handed sword did three D six versus large creatures. Correct. So yeah. Um, I think dragons and one e sucked inarguably sucked um,
0: well you could also say that compared to so if you were able to get to uh, 7th 8th 9th level and beyond
1: mm-hmm.
0: once you got there not much in the player's handbook or not much in the monster manual you couldn't handle No, and- as written
1: as written. Um, now, in second edition, the Monsters Manual, dragons got a little, little got a pain. boost. They were pretty tough.
0: Yeah. Ready? Second edition is where they started with the age categories, yes, or, the, or, the, or the, or the. I think they had age credit categories before, but yeah. in second edition, you got a lot more. They were they were much more detailed. Yeah. All the way up to great. Is that where Great Worm? Great Worm started. I'm
1: almost positive. Um, age category twelve. Let's see. What was that called? I think that was a great a great worm. that sounds right. Um, yeah, great worm. and they were like plus eight to their hit die, plus twelve to their attack rolls. their saves were minus four for the fear. Um, they had a fear radius of fifty yards. I mean a great red worm had twenty four d ten did twenty four die ten plus twelve breath weapon.
0: Well, that's gonna kill even high level characters. yeah, multiple.
1: Yeah, negative eleven armor class. So monsters right. breaking the rules. And yep. I believe the gold had a negative twelve. Uh he might have been the king in the um all the all the metallics have really good ACs. Uh the gold had a minus twelve. Yep. He had a minus eleven he had a minus ten at ten. So yeah, his armor class matched his age category in negative. <laughs> <laughs> so a category one gold was a negative one AC. You did not want to mess with gold dragons. Yeah. No.
0: No, and, you know, unless you're bad guys, you never should.
1: No, no. they're you, good
0: guys. Gold yeah. dragons are, should be for your party of good guys, should be a quest giver or something of that nature. Interesting diversion, but you shouldn't be fighting one.
1: Yeah. Duel versus multiclassing was weird. Uh, the bard was weird. Not a big fan of any of their overbearing rules. Um, in second edition, I didn't like the druids. Having to fight to gain levels, like to, even to the death sometimes. That was dumb.
0: Well, they did that in first edition too, didn't
1: they? Did they? Is that where it started? Yeah, that's that's
0: where it's. Well, in my even, I, don't, uh, so druids were not in. Oh yeah, they were. I think that was even in um, that was even in Beckme, in uh the rule cyclopedia, because there were druids in there, and they were a subclass of magic user. Not clear.
1: In the rule cyclopedia, yes. But in second edition, they're a priest. Bruce, from Combat and Tactics at BG, did you ever understand the attacks of opportunity? That was a bunch of poor word salad. I don't recall it. Those I don't products, recall either. I purchased them. I only ever read the high-level campaign guide. So we I, never, we, I got them. I got – there were three. You were enamored. You were enamored on those initially. There were
0: three. Well, because it was new.
2: Yeah.
0: And then I came home from uh, AIT, from the military. And then you said, we're not using those. So I kind of <laughs> just put them away. <laughs> <laughs> so but, I don't remember. I don't remember the attacks. You about made that.
1: You made that super first level character that killed that ogre in one swing, and I was like, "Dude, that's."
0: Well, because it was it was kind of dumb. You yeah. can min max your um, stats to, you can, you could make your strength so that you were really strong with a bonus to hit, but you couldn't carry a whole lot.
1: Now I do know Joe loves dumb. This is Joe's favorite from Second Edition: Spell Dice Caps, Fireball ten d six capped.
0: That's a that's, nut punch for fine. you, dude. <laughs> just bringing them up. Now, how dare you?
1: No, you think he doesn't like Vancey? And... <laughs> Second. Well,
0: okay. So my perception was starting somewhere around in the first edition days in the dragon magazines and mm-hmm. just about everything you can imagine. I'm like, they're screwing the wizards over. They're screwing the wizards over. They're screwing the wizards over. And. Damage caps screwing the wizards over when the first, when third edition came out, clerics got, um, and it's minor clerics, um, got their cantrips and they would go up as they leveled the amount. Wizards, no, you get four and you're done. I'm like, screwing the wizard, mm-hmm. but you know, that's me. I like wizards and no. any, any slight, even real or imagined. I made a big
1: deal out of it. I just laughed. I said, sorry, dude, that's the new rules. You that's gotta, the new rules. But I agree, it's kind of dumb. Uh, we talk about spell segments, non-weapon proficiencies. That was kind of kind of like, we'll talk about it in 5e in a little bit. That was a skill system that kind of wasn't a skill system. It was weird.
0: It was tacked on. I think yeah. it could have been uh, it could have been handled a little bit better, but um, I read through it a bit, and the couple of skills I looked at, none of they they weren't skills that they weren't things you couldn't do without taking the proficiency like fire building as if you uh, as long as you had a um right clerics were patrick clerics never should have gotten eighth or ninth level spells right clerics already have all kinds of benefits and then you make them Give them eighth and ninth level spells.
1: Screw over the wizard. Clerics have never been even average. They've always been a great class. Darth made a good point a while back. He thinks you should use either dual classing or multi classing for all races. It's a pain explaining which is used off with. Yeah, I mean, just if you're going to use multiple classes, just pick a system and stick with it.
0: Yeah. Um, what was I saying?
1: Uh, I don't know. Clerics, eighth and ninth level spells before no, that. Before-
0: Before that, I forgot what I was talking about.
1: In regards to... um, I'm sorry, dude. I totally threw you off. Thank you, Pat. Non-weapon proficiencies?
0: Uh, Non-weapon proficiencies were tacked on um, to a system that didn't have them before, and you can do all that stuff. A a character could just use a flint and steel and start a fire. You didn't even need to roll, really. Yeah. But uh, according to... Wilderness survival guide, if you had fire building, um, you could start a fire without flint and steel, and it took you less time to uh, to build one.
1: This so. is true. I never understood this, did you Joe? Patrick's right. A lot of people consider sport class clerics boring. Did
0: well, you? this is the reason. Most people wanted you to sit back and cast healing spells when they lost hit points. So yeah, that would be boring. Yeah. Especially when you could wear a uh, plate armor, wield oak an okay weapon, have a decent chance of hitting. You could be in and you'd have a decent armor class. So you're you're fine as a fighter or fighting type, you know, frontline dude as a cleric and casting spells in armor.
1: Yeah. So, and, oh, and you knew all your spells. There was no finding your spells. There was right. no there was I mean every cleric had access to the full list of first level cleric spells.
0: Yeah. Yes, Bruce. Clerics are great in first edition. Clerics
1: are literally great
0: in every edition. Every edition. Oh, and then in the specialty
1: priests? Holy crap. Some of them were ridiculous in second edition. Yeah. Um, anything else for the TSR edition? Because I think we need to get to Watsi.
0: Okay, so the thing that annoyed me about second edition was the knee bending for the satanic panic. Oh, yeah. So taking out, like I said, a little bit of about it earlier with taking out the assassin, and there was I think one other class they took out the monk. I don't know why they did that, and then um, they changed demons and devils to Tanari and Bat- Batizu for some strange reason. Um, it's just it was just knee bending.
1: The thing, the way I... Yeah, it was knee-bending. When it happened, I I love the lore of the Blood War. I love the lore in the Planescape setting about the demons and devils in the expansion. I I even like the idea of demons being called Tanari, and devils being called beata but I always thought that was the name they used for each other. That they would not... That's not a name that the common folk would know. They would call... I actually always thought a common folk would call... Either one of them a demon, right? Right. They would know yeah. no difference between a demodan or a daemon. That would mean nothing to them. That's a demon. A demon has yeah. been summoned
0: <laughs> you well, know? If you look, I mean, if someone running around like um, uh, what's the half demon? tiefling The tiefling. is a demon. Kill it.
1: <laughs> well, they actually, we're half demons, Cambians, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, and um, I like that. That that was the, I thought of that as the language they would have used to each other. I don't necessarily I'm okay if the devil Call our our race The devils That's fine too But I kind of liked it Um, I I agree with Bruce here He's dead on I really liked The campaign adventures in the blood war box set I thought it was great Even better You ripped the ability For demons and devils To T.W.E. The T.W.E. Out of reality If you did it right T.W.E. Don't know bud i will help But um, I liked A lot of the cool things You could do I've talked about that before Um Anything else, Joe? Because I'm kind of done with my hatred. Yeah, and hatred is in super quotes, guys. You know i don't. Yeah,
0: just annoy- annoyances, preferences, uh, these things, things. I I would rather they
1: not have done. Yeah. Oh, teleport without error. <laughs> yeah, that's huh? tough. TWE teleport without error. Oh, that was a that was a butt kicker back in the day. Um, <clears throat> so third edition came along. Watsy took over. Uh, Joe and I fell in love with third edition. Um, but it definitely had some problems. Yes. Um, I didn't like how the monsters were built like the PCs. I don't like my monsters being constrained by the stupid PC rules. They are not PCs.
0: Right. <laughs> and okay. yeah. And, um, halflings being able to have a 20 strength. <laughs> so, uh, without magic. Yes. So to me, and this is something they tried to justify mm-hmm. um, that using so stupidity, okay. uh, 20th <laughs> level, 20, uh, 20 strength halfling. Isn't the same as 20 strength human. Oh, geez. Yeah. That nonsense. Right. Sure. Their carrying capacity was less and sure they couldn't the, the armor. Um, they couldn't wear the heavy armors or whatnot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but who cares? You still get plus five to hit. <laughs> plus five to damage. Stupid.
1: Oh, Patrick made a good point. This was a fear. Before third edition was released, he was afraid of three. I thought they were going to make it magic together in the TTRPG. Little did I know, they waited until Fifth. Yep.
0: Yeah, so uh, stats, Max Mins, and all race, all class. Yeah. That ruined. that ruined it.
1: It sounded good initially, but after a while, it's like, this is kind of crazy. And we get parties where you're like, where's the human? No one's playing a human. I'm playing a half Gampir, half Tiefling, this and that. Um, I hated the special maneuvers almost from the get-go. Grappling, disarm, and Sunder is the worst. I get it, but it's a – what – Sunder is basically, let's screw the players. If I wanted to build a Terror, I would build an Ogre with a couple levels of Fighter, a Sunder, great Sunder combination. He's just going to destroy. He's going to wreck your stuff. He's just going to wreck all your good stuff you got. And the PCs, if they take it, they're going to wreck the good stuff they might get. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's it was a bad idea. I mean, I, I get it, but it, within the game, it was just crazy. Um, the character building was 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 also painful. Not just the men maxing was just after a while, nobody was like. I won't call the character samey yet, but if you were building a certain type, you were samey. You need this. this is, feet, that feet, this feet, that feet's poop, this feet's good. Why are you doing that? Do this.
0: Right. Um, I don't think they had, uh, do they have the stat arrays in this one?
1: Uh, I think that didn't come along until. Four. No, they had point by, though.
0: We had point by in third edition, I'm pretty sure.
1: We did. Oh, Bruce. At me. Just have a Hydra attack the party. The fighter doesn't have feet to smash the heads. The Hydra gets basically on... Yeah. yeah, True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and PF... Uh, Kill Rider mentions PF kind of quadrupled down on all the crazy combo stuff. Oh, yeah. And I think 3rd Edition was just too fiddly. Even though, as a core system, it's the best for my money. The,
0: the What makes it bad apart from the all race all class and stat min maxing
2: mm-hmm.
0: our stat okay okay maybe i'm let me explain this um and don't not say min max sure because that has a connotation right so races should have a maximum should have maximums on their stats yeah. so humans have the full breadth three to 18 mm-hmm. without um adding any modifiers in sure. um let's say a dwarf He might have a maximum dex of 13, right? That would, that would be a second edition, first edition paradigm. In the third edition, he could be just as dexterous as a human. Um, doesn't make sense. Uh, halfling, I already said they should not be 12 or 13 maximum should not be nearly as strong. And 13 gives you plus one to hit. Um, in the older edition, he could have you could have a seventeen, but that was still only plus one or plus two, right? Yeah. Because the scale was different. Yep. So in this, in third edition, the, the stat scale was dramatically changed. So you could you could have a first level character. I'm not sure if you could have a twenty, but you could have an eighteen pretty easily. Yes, you could. And that's plus four to hit and damage if you're a fighter, or plus four to whatever you do if you pick up the right stat for your class. Um, and so the Demi-Humans should um, be what they are, not have the, the breadth of um, ability that a human has. They should be good at what they are, like a, a dwar- uh, an elf should probably have a, a, a high dex, but mm-hmm. probably not a high strength, probably not um, a high con. Yeah. maybe not low but definitely not high right so there should be limits and you limit them down you could you could apply that to third edition and it changes the game a bit and that might improve things
1: yep uh, patrick says uh, another three eism. not all prestige classes were created equal and then kill raven jumps in says some prestige classes were good to the point that you were basically an idiot for not taking them yes if you're going to be a shadow dancer If you're you're going to be a sneaky guy, be a Shadow Dancer. You're dumb if you don't. Um, And I think the prestige class idea was good. Oh, here's a support to your stats thing before we leave. Bruce's known power and charges on his medium war goat. He gets 2d10 plus 14 damage, including his strength damage. Wow.
0: Stupid.
1: (laughs) But, I mean, if you want to play Gonzo, go for it. Yeah. Uh, But, um. Not, not, not for us. I think much anymore. I, I, I do. I don't mind the twenty charisma, Bruce, but that eighteen strings just weird for a little gnome dude. Yeah. Um, but I understand. You're just playing. You're just using the rules. It's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your thing, but. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I. I found the prestige classes as an idea good, but an execution mostly dumb, and they were and they were tricky. You could get caught early on. You think, oh, that prestige class sounds cool. I'm a Horizon Walker, dude. Just stay a Druid. You're better.
0: I was okay. thinking this was a um, he he typoed here, but I don't think so. What's that? I'm completely barely qualified. <laughs> but I'm
1: up barely
0: up. qualified, Good one, Bruce. Um, yeah the 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 other thing about third edition and it's what happened to a lesser extent I think in second edition was the source material explosion. Toward, especially toward the end of its run, second editions explosion. Well, they both had one, they but did, I think yeah. third editions was bigger. It seemed that I,
1: way. I think it's got to be, dude.
0: I mean, second edition had I think maybe more settings, but um, third edition had just more character material.
1: Yeah, well, and that was well, that was it, right? Every new book was new spells, new feats, new character classes. Instead of classes.
0: Instead of doing doing the Palladium style of having a world book mm-hmm. in which you th- have a, a theme of things in there. They might you might have new classes, spells, and gear. That's fine. And it stays in this little box. But no, it's just let's just put and uh, do all this stuff. It's all one game, even though over time I think that they fiddled with the different classes and figured how to optimize the classes just by taking an alternate class this thing was a better fighter than the fighter this thing was a better thief than the thief that's definitely happened in pathfinder yeah i oh oh hey hey thank you thank you max i admit, what i'm keep meaning to do oh is in between segments have in in, in the notes have a reminder for me oh. to remind folks to subscribe. If you haven't already, subscribe. Yes. Gosh. Subscribe, like, and share. Tell your friends, spread the word. If yeah. you like our show. If you don't, well, you know, you watch
1: something else. So. <laughs> don't watch us. Yeah. Other things you didn't like about third edition. Um, I didn't like how the game. No, I'm not gonna say that. I I think I've said what I didn't like about third.
0: Right. I think at the time we were playing where we were pretty much fine with most things, except for combat was way more crunchy, way more complicated. It took some time to get used to, but once we did, it went smooth. But I think this is definitely the start of the drift in lore that I really hate in retrospect. At first, it didn't really matter, but now looking back, um, it's really it's really a bad thing for the game. And it it's bad for Watsy to not be a good steward of the game.
1: Right. Right. Um, what about fourth? Unless you got more on third.
0: Yeah, I don't really have much for fourth except the player's handbook made me sleepy.
1: Yeah, I would say fourth is samey characters. Um, everybody do their D six. Um start Passing out
0: the hat around.
1: Start out as a hero, which is if you like it, that's great. But there's no place to do to go zero to hero. Um, I didn't care for, and I just didn't. I don't know. I couldn't hate it, other than it just didn't seem like D and D at all to me. It was just a weird, a weird little game, and, and I never played much of it. I can't really compliment. It's hard to even hate something I never played. I mean, I did for a while, but it's like you know, it's just not for me. I could say I hate the whole thing. I just don't want to play it. Um,
0: Bruce, hey, I love the source material explosion from third. I have so many things to run from Troll Lord Games, the DCC, 3X Adventures, Tolus, everything from Fraud God. Yeah. The third the third party stuff, I have no problem with. It was. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it. Raven.
1: He emailed it.
0: For he was a great board game. <laughs>
1: have, I mean, for, honestly, I you do know, buddy Phillip. He says that he would have bought it. He would have thought it was great.
0: Yeah. Um, but the, the problem with the way they did it, it's less necessarily the amount, more the organization, I think, I think is what I'm saying. Yeah. Plus the drift from the original I had to change everything.
1: Okay. So we not much for 40. What about, uh, oh, hold on. You two aren't going to rage when the 4 DMG tell. Hold on, Bruce. You two aren't going to rage when the 4 dmg tells people to ignore total party kills and just ignore. It was a bad dream. You were Oh,
0: <laughs> well, I kind of remember something about that, but I did—I never had the the DMG.
1: The thing we laughed about, Bruce, was the comment, and we still will say it once a day when you die. That's a Pathfinder. That's no. high level stuff. That was also fourth edition. It was. It? Oh, yeah. <sighs> once a day when you die. I thought like the, not the Paragon, the Epic tier, but you know what? I just softened on four E because to me, four E is not. It was the big mistake D and D. It just wasn't I mean, even all the editions of D&D at least felt felt like D&D a well, little bit, a little bit at least mm-hmm. uh, Four E didn't really. That's OK. Um, I
0: never played it. So my judgment is, you know, without I any experience
1: as a player, never DM'd it, had a good time both times because the people that were playing Um just not for me, dude. People that like it, dude, knock yourself out. And it's funny because we like 13th Age, and it smells a lot like 4th Edition.
0: But it's 13th Age. It's 13th Age. It's right. a different game.
1: Yeah. yeah. What about 5e? <laughs> my first one's actually one of my... The one thing that I've... It took me a while to realize that. I hate the art. I hate the oh, art. Yeah. It's crap. In fifth oh, edition, yeah. 5th Edition,
0: edition art, there's a... There's a um, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, there's a uh, halfling bard, male mm-hmm. bard is horrible, and there's a female bard in there too, horrible yep. bard. Who knows? Why did they put that in there? Probably because they had a quota to make. Because of- this is the quota game. Yeah, this is the game where they have their uh, quotas to meet. Yep. Um, they and I remember them talking about this. They had to make sure there were half of the depictions in the player's handbook had to be female mm-hmm. yep. half were male. And there's not a lot of white dudes depicted in the player's handbook. Right. Um, which is fine, I suppose, but they have their quotas yep. and this is the quota game. They've their knee to the woke panic. Yep. As opposed to the, um, satanic panic of the eighties. Yep. Right. And, um, It wasn't too bad initially. It was more an artistic thing than anything else.
1: There's a topic we should compare. I think we should dig in and compare the satanic panic to the woke panic. Right. I think that's a, and I think we're going to find woke is worse. It is. Um, But
0: but yeah. And and, and since once, I think they um, kind of bided their time for maybe a year or two, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure when it really started picking up steam, but definitely the last year and maybe the, a bit the year before it's just been whole hog pink haired nonsense.
1: Yeah. And I think um, in the, in the rules per se, they, they, I thought I won't say third edition fixed turning, but they made it palatable because it was damaged now. Um, and I hated how they went back? I remember when I had the Player's Handbook for Fifth Edition. It sat on my shelf for a year or two, and next thing you know, I open it up because our buddy Philip wants to play it, and I read the turning as cower and flee, and I'm like, oh, I'm so done with this. Ugh. What did Patrick say?
0: Patrick says the halfling looked like he practices Chinese foot binding. Their feet were little nubs. The art is horrible. I could do better. Yes, Patrick. you could do better. You definitely can do better. Hey, hold on a second. You keep talking.
1: Yes, all right, I will. So I did not I did not care even a little bit for that undead crap. Um, the CR system was even weirder. Nah, it was as weird as third edition. Um, the three attuned items, that nah, it was poop. Um, the fighter, while not weak, he almost seems irrelevant. Everybody's super magic-y. Why would you want to play a fighter? Um, even the robes and stuff. And the skill system felt tacked on and very less than impressive.
0: I played a fighter, mm-hmm. and they have maneuvers that make them sound interesting. Yep, but I'm always for when I played, I always forgot to do them.
1: Well, part Cause
0: of because you you, you're you're used to a particular play style with fighters in D anD. D. And it's not spending resources. And with this fighter in fifth edition, you have resources
1: to spend. This is your boy Butch, though, right?
0: Yes. I, I'm, I we, we translated in. fifth edition. Yeah.
1: Butch comes rolling in from Pathfinder. He's a very different character in 5e. He plays very differently. Yeah. You, know, you, you run him the same personality wise.
0: Personality wise, but the, the, the rules, you run a fighter so
1: differently. I don't have a whole lot of hate for the rules for Five E. I don't like the attuned items, though. I get why it just seems very artificial way to control magic items. Um, and um, as I said, skill system could use some work. But um, yeah, and that's really yeah, all. Yeah. The hate for you know, minus the uh, the blue check mark stuff that they're getting bigger and bigger on. That's that's kind of old.
0: Um, it is getting very old. Yeah. I mean, every, like, t- uh, every time you turn around, there's some new, some new stupid thing they're doing. Representation, or you know, let's play the game in a coffee house. It's dumb.
1: Patrick's right here. I do think the fighter, the best version of the fighter, is a 13th age fighter. He's very interesting.
0: Right. There wasn't any resources to spend, but yeah, when you when you hit the number on the die meant different things.
1: And you had to watch it. You had a things he could do that other players couldn't do. He was the interceptor. He could block foes from coming in on your on your soft guys and he could do all sorts of interesting stuff. Ooh, look at that, baby. I think we're I think ooh baby look at that. Our boy Patrick skills on display. Oh. Why
0: is it making it smaller? Okay. Sorry. Are you are you
1: ready to jump? Jeez. You want to jump to Cabin Con?
0: <laughs> no, I'm just saying Patrick just said something about him uh, being able art? to do better, and I think this all is a representation of how he can make better art of a certain style better than they had in the fifth edition, players' handbook. For sure. Yeah. So that's dumb. I'm trying to make it. Uh, oops.
1: Hello. <laughs> Are you doxing some people?
0: <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Stop sharing. <laughs> Uh I was trying to make it bigger, so I clicked on it to make it bigger, and it uh, it dismissed it
1: because
0: (laughs) Facebook's, uh, well, it's not doxing if it's on live. um,
1: I know, but I don't understand doxing, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) because you're almost a boomer.
1: (laughs) The problem I have with 5E, says Bruce, is basically how some adventures are much better, uh, much better, not in 5E. I looked at Rapana in 5E, and it stunk. Dun- Dungle, Dungy, push over and oh okay. And PF he makes party members dead. Yeah, um, I have the Swords and Wizardry version of Rapunzel recently got that, and uh, I'm excited to run that with uh, OSE or Swords and Wizardry. Those two games I need to play for a while.
0: And for me, my biggest uh, gripe about Fifth Edition is it's being run by Watsy and they're not making things marketed at me like Marvel. So, right. and it's obvious from a lot of the things that that they're. There are the people that work there say and do that they don't like people like me. So I'm not giving them any money. So,
1: yeah, and I wish I hadn't. I've given them quite a bit. So,
0: and I don't like the bounded accuracy idea. I think it weenifies the game. I think we don't don't like big numbers, is essentially what bounded accuracy is.
1: That's the new Repentothoque that I got in the mail. Uh it's a mega dungeon, uh Mr. Uh Mr. Diploraptor. Um oh Patrick just sent you a better picture if you want to blow it up. Let's blow that up during CabinCon discussion. Okay. Because um Patrick just sent um, it. email. Was that did you send it to me? Email. It was an email, Patrick. And a is a beautiful thing. Um I got the Swords and wizardry, and I got a, I think I got it still. I only got it for 60 bucks. And this is a beautiful leather bound one. It is so and there's extensions that I don't ah, have. Yes, email. But I'm excited about playing. So um, oh, there's something Cal made a good point. He said, I like to just use many as I have to populate homemade or partly ripped off Adventures Ultimate. Yeah. Um, I love that. I did like that about third edition. Maybe the next next podcast should be things we love about D and D. I mean so through the editions. That could be a counter, a good counter. Um
0: we'll counter. say that again, what we like
1: yeah, maybe next time we do what we like, sure, you know, so, yeah uh,
0: so this sort of topic we probably need to revisit at some point, yeah, because we're not playing old 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 d and d. We're not playing a lot of uh, Beck me um, stuff. Mm-hmm. We're not playing first or second. We're not really playing any version of d and d right
1: now, not really,
0: not really. so. And it's been a while since we played any of these versions in that pure state, and so um, most of this is coming from um, our memories of playing and looking back at uh, the game with our current uh,
1: book. Yeah,
0: yeah, with our current state, we we look. I've looked at the books and and uh, looked at certain topics so that I I could you know speak a little bit more knowledgeably today but really uh to 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 get a better handle on it, we need to play it
1: yeah we do and um hmm. yeah I, i'm with you max he likes the idea of the bounded accuracy i did too but i don't think it
0: i don't know I'm yes you. i agree with what he's saying here hmm. when when the die roll becomes irrelevant uh, compared to the modifier to it. So there there is a problem there, I agree. But, That's the strength uh,
1: of a 13th page. It right. Happen.
0: right. So the problem, though, is with the bound and accuracy system is when I first, at first level, the things that I'm good at, I get a plus two on the D20. At 20th level, I get plus six on the D20. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference of four in those 20 levels of adventuring right at the th- on the things that I'm good at yeah. not in count not counting stat bumps or other things that might increase your skills and there might be some way to increase is there some way to increase for some classes that um, modifier the um, proficiency proficiency bonus?
1: I don't know double proficiency people isn't There's there a double? A- Thieves have expertise on some things. They get double proficiency bonus. I, I think to me, here's the here's the real challenge, right? So can we have a quote-unquote – because I'm, I'm with Max. I don't want to roll D20 D20 plus 72. That happens at epic-level Pathfinder. It's crazy. Why roll a D20? But I also don't like, well, the best you can get is plus 9. Here's, 12, here's 4 20th 24-level fighters. They're all plus 9 because that's all they can have, um, and it's artificial. Um I would like to see a way, and 13th Age, I think, is giving us, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? What's that uh, telescope view, uh, Not telescope, a lens through which to see a possibility of a bounded game that has real imagination and real coolness to it. Because it's not just about being able to say I'm plus 42. It's being able to do something awesome. Right.
0: Right. Because um, the number you roll on the die should matter to some degree. It should. So as long as the numbers, the, the, the modifiers you you have don't get ridiculous. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. Well, then says it's like you did. You, you might not want the bonus to be bigger than the die roll, but you don't want it to be too small either. You want correct. to feel like you progressed. That you're something better. Correct.
0: So if it doesn't get too ridiculous, but you also get that number on the die to matter. Yeah. So I've thought about that for our, for mud sword and yeah. I've written some things down. I didn't share it in that document though, because no. it wasn't about rules. That was just right. a, was sure. so yeah. yeah, um, if you combined a way for the, not the, the die roll to matter and the total to matter at the same time, especially when you get past mid level, so at low level, maybe you shouldn't have a, such a large range of different things you can do dice wise. You roll mm-hmm. your die, you add your bonus, and you're done. It, oh, em, it emulates the, the emulating the simplicity of early editions of the game at low level. Not level. a lot of variation. 10 characters
1: get, only have one attack, and 13, yeah. attacks, that's the max level. Not right, that but, it matters. It's not the number of levels you are really matters. But.
0: Right, but when you get mid to high level, maybe um, the number on the die matters more, and um, it gives you different effects. Right. And then uh, the the total is your success and the number on the die tells you things that it means.
1: Yeah. Maybe.
0: It's just an idea I have. Anyway, um, yeah. Bounded accuracy, to me, is poorly implemented.
1: Yeah, even though the, the idea, I understand. It's trying to... I
0: understand it. We don't like math. That's how I understand it. Maybe <laughs> I'm being less than generous, but right. to me, b- bounded accuracy means we don't like big numbers.
1: I think it makes the game a little more predictable. Um, yes. From the DM's chair. Um, and controlling those crazy players who want to dip, dip in this class, dip in that class, pick this feed and this new this new uh, archetype and look at me. I'm a 7 level character. I'm plus 97 to hit and everything. It's just ridiculous.
0: And that's the, that's the problem with the dipping and the different classes. The, 30- <laughs> is it, the problem is, is the, that's a reflection of the problem with having a huge amount of source material that impacts any table. Yes. No matter what campaign you're running. Yeah. So, I mean, if the DM wants to take it on, that's one thing, but.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's all I've got, I've got to say about the D&D hate.
0: <laughs> yeah. The only hate I have is fourth and fifth edition, really.
1: I, and that's just. I don't hate. Honestly. I've well, heard. bored with fourth, hate fifth. Hate. Yeah. Glory e was not for me at all. Hate is not a right word, but fifth edition, I don't hate the game. I hate the player. <laughs> Don't hate the, the player. Wizards of yeah. the Coast. Yeah, yeah. I just, dude, will you just stop with all the garbage? I mean, I literally cannot buy, I could not buy your last five books if I had wanted to, just on principle. I couldn't. Right. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: not stacking everything together.
1: Yeah. I like, Max says, Earth Dawn gets around that with the rule of three. You can only select the best three. I've always thought the number three, and I've told Joe this too. I think three times a day um you know three times a day on a on a magic item uh or three times you can cast this spell that's a pretty good number for feeling like man i can do this power but it's not something i just want to burn every single combat but i is a special number yeah it is it is special yep agreed all right. shall we move on to the next one?
0: Yeah, let's move on to Cabin Con moment. Oh, you know next Thursday.
1: You don't want do hmm? to do random question first?
0: Wait, did I miss it? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Ah. Yeah. I, I was looking at the other version of the document Gosh. anyway. Yeah. So, random question, should every player try to GM at least once? <laughs> No.
1: Should. Should yes. No. I'm not saying yes. I'm saying should is what I meant.
0: Yeah. No.
1: I don't. I, th- I. think I will say, I say yes to with a, but I think, the majority of players should. I think you should.
0: I think the ones who want to should. The other ones
1: who don't don't. Absolutely, that's fair. That's. I'm not saying I'll make you. I'm saying. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> You're right. I'm going to get Joe in a headlock and make him do the stinking diamond. <laughs> but um, my point is, I think uh, I think it's good. Well, I'll tell you this much. I know it's a DM. You should play. You should not. I, I think you should play. And that's and maybe I should play. I, 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 it's hard to say. Everybody has their own thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I have benefited greatly from the last year playing a lot more than as much or more than DMing and right now I'm not playing at all. I'm benefiting from that. It's helping me, uh, not being a DM at all. And I think it's good. I, I think it's good for some players. I, I think I would agree with you, no. If you just don't want to do it, don't do it. But I think especially players that are very rules lawyery and want to constantly change rule or or they want to change rules or add new classes or do this and get this ability and they're not min maxes in a bad way, but they're always building this perfect killing machine. They need to be on the other side of the screen so they can see how it affects the game because they only see how it affects them.
0: Hmm. Well, if you're paying attention, you can see the bigger picture from the player's side too. You can. Here's the, the other thing is when, if you DM, too much.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And from a, let's say, a rules is written point of view.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When you play enough, especially if you memorize all the frickin' books,
2: mm-hmm.
0: then as a player, you already know what the, when the DM throws something at you, you know what you, you're getting. There's no surprises.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's one reason that I keep kind of cool on DMing. Mm hmm. So, uh, or when I do, I just use uh, my own stats for monsters, right? I keep the spirit of the monster, but I do my own thing because sure. looking in the books will keep, will um, not looking in the books keeps me... Um, um, in the mystery alive. Yeah, there's still a mystery. I can I think better from the perspective of the character I'm playing because mm-hmm. the player doesn't, the character doesn't know all the things that these monsters can do. Yep. So.
1: Yeah, Patrick, and I think it goes both ways. Because for me, I would say that's true. But for me, the way I feel now is I know the player's pain more. I really just, I mean, you can get so jaded as a dungeon master that you can be like, The players, why do you need magic? You heard me say, why do you need so many magic items? You dirty players. Why do you got to level up all the time? Can't you just be fifth level for like a year? Yeah. There's lots of good fifth level monsters for you to fight. Good fifth level adventures for me to run. Why do you have to jump to six, seven, eight? But when I'm playing, I get get it now. I mean, I think it's too greedy to feel like you should level up every session. I think that's... Oh, sure, sure. But I do think... No, I don't want that. I do think you need to level up at a halfway decent pace... And I want to now because I'm old. I don't want to wait for the really cool parts, high levels of parts of the game. We love high level here. We like high level play. So, um, but I think I think on the other side, um, it's really good for a DM to at least for a player to take a peek behind the screen, just for each person to get their perspective. Oh, it keeps you original, Joe. Yeah, I agree. And I've dm so long that it's hard for me to even do that. I mean, that's why, like, I'm playing Earth Dawn with Patrick. I don't read the monsters, I have no interest in reading that. I kind of want to read the lore, and I kind of don't. I kind of just want to play from what I've, you know, saw on uh, Max's um, short discussions of the different classes. I think I would like to just keep playing that way. And just let me figure all this stuff out, make all mistakes, realize that as a thief, I don't want to be going one on one with cadaver men. That's not very wise. And so, <laughs> man, I got my bike. Makes you out. dead. Yeah, really? Or wish you were dead? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think you're right, Joe. You don't make anybody do anything. And that's not the point of the question. I think, I do think, and maybe I should have rephrased it, but I do think it would be good for players to GM at least once and for a GM to play. I think more than once. I think I, for me, I think it, it's good for a GM to play. You can get out of touch.
0: Right. I can see the the usefulness of a player becoming a DM, uh, doing it a couple of times and, and seeing that side of the screen.
1: And maybe say, see I the
0: usefulness, like sure.
1: Yeah, And I don't like this. But now that I, I know I don't like it, when I go back to the other side being my player in my comfort zone, you're like, yeah, I see why he doesn't want us to do that. That kind of screws things up we do dumb crap like that or when the dm when i do dumb crap like this don't give them any cool magic items in their eighth level it's like yeah it's kind of it's disappointing you're not getting to see the cool stuff you've read about and heard about and especially when you're an experienced player you're like dude i i'm a paladin i want my holy sword let's make it happen chop chop i'm 20th level come on
0: (laughs) right and then Randy's like there's no holy swords in this world. What are you talking about?
1: Nobody believes in holy swords. No, no. You have, no. To, you have to be holier than every other paladin before anybody will consider even giving you a sword. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's all I got to say on that. I love about you.
0: Yeah, mean. me too. I mean, should maybe be slightly stronger than you need. It is it's strong. useful. Yeah. It's useful. So if that means it should, okay. Yeah. And it's both, useful.
1: And, and both of us here have done both. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and I and I think Joe and I are actually in many ways we're the perfect uh, yin and yang. I guess over our career, you probably played about as much as I've DM'd percentage. Right. Right. And I've played about as much as you've DMed percentage. Was. Um yeah. Um, and Darth is right. DMs did me, I find sometimes GM need a break and playing is the best way to do it. I actually am finding not playing is the best way for me to do it. Because I get to read books. I get to do other things. Um, yeah. I, oh, man. Mr. Max is against. Oh, well, Van, you were such my hero. I don't care for high level play. <sighs> it's not for everybody. No, it's not. And No.
0: Nope. It's not. not. That's everybody has um, lots of people have different play styles. Yep. They have different preferences as far as high level play. And that's fine. Yeah. What, what we probably shouldn't do is say you're a weenie for playing high level because a lot of people do that. Uh, you're a dirty power player or whatever.
1: Yes. And you're a dirty, gritty, gritty life and death player. If you only play levels one to four, (laughs) play whatever you want, man. Yeah. Yeah. all right. You want to get, uh, you want to see, you can get, uh, can you get Patrick's
0: next topic is cabin
1: con? Oh, bring it Joe. Yeah, baby. Mm -hmm. That is a week and two Mm -hmm. days from today. 9 stinking days and we'll be at the cabin doing the con. Look at that sweet. That's our t-shirt we're going to have this year. Cabin Con 16. That's all our boys showing up at the con. Look at our disability guy. we we, we got our one uh, purchase. Well,
0: we could we technically should Ooh. have two. Yeah. Um kind of what where is I'm 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 uh, drawing a blank here. Yeah, we've got we've got Rigel over here on his uh, yeah air sled, and
1: those watching, you're missing the T-shirt, which is awesome. It's a disc. I don't know all the things. Patrick says, "How many sci-fi franchises can you spot in the picture?" I'm going to give one. Oh, criti- what am I thinking? One criticism to Patrick. Where's another Star? Is there another Star Wars character besides his Jedi?
0: I don't, I don't uh, think so. No, somebody. that's it. Okay, so for the there folks listening,
1: somebody should have been a Wookiee.
0: Yeah, for the folks listening, uh, Patrick has uh, made a really neat piece of art for uh, our T-shirt that we, that we're going to be uh, um, that we've all k- pitched in to buy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and um it's the theme is um sci-fi movies mm-hmm. and so there's a there's a broad range from star trek to uh to um farscape star wars um
1: fifth element,
0: fifth element mm-hmm. all lots of representation here yeah, and we even have actual you know representation that you know the woke folks would like we have a blind guy
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh being Jordy from Star uh, from Star Trek, yeah. So we have got the, we got our bases covered, uh, except you know it's kind of light on people's people of color though because we're yeah. all pale we're all pale folk.
1: We're pretty white, yeah. So oh well, deal with it.
0: But this is great. Pat Pat does good work.
1: Oh, true. Martinson makes a good point. To be fair, we had a Star Wars shirt. Yes, that's true. Patrick did a sweet sweet Star Wars sure yeah don't feel bad mr max bovin he says i can identify eight but i'm not a big sci-fi guy that's probably more than me i had to think really hard people had to point some stuff out to me um because i'm just not as into it buckaroo bonsai fifth element doctor who yeah yeah quite a quite a menagerie there that's aliens knock it out of the park
0: and um um Oh, Blade Runner. Got some Blade Runner action in here, and Tron. Yeah, Tron. And Dune. And Dune with, with the hated with the hated hated <laughs> we hates it. We hates weirding module. Weirding module. That's a weird weirding module. It's from the movie. Yeah. It's from the movie. So that's this character. This this thing. This hated thing is drawn from the movie. Yeah. I had somebody tell me it was in the book, but they are wrong.
1: <laughs> I don't remember was there even a weird was there no there's weird-
0: a weirding way but that's martial right. arts and mind body stuff yeah. but um, not a weirding module
1: yeah so Patrick Knox he just destroys this t-shirt every year it's so awesome
0: yes um, and yeah he, he big gives- props to Patrick
1: yeah he's always got me with my horn symbol always up I love it Firefly right yeah Firefly right there you go and Aliens yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, I can't see it big enough. Cal can't see it big enough. Huh.
0: Oh, are you watching from a computer or what? I mean, a phone maybe. So we'll go in. We'll go in, in uh quadrants here. Yeah. Is is that better, Mister Cal?
1: Yeah. And the nope, upper left
0: quadrant has a uh, has uh, Doctor Who, and um. Yeti. As a Jedi this is probably um Obi is it Obi-Wan or is it Qui-Gon?
1: Couple of fifth element dudes in the bottom, Star Trek. Who's the dude holding the dinosaur? Let's Wash. That... That's Wash. Oh, okay. And
0: Firefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And this okay. is uh Jane. Wash and um Jane and Mal. Mal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And then Fifth Element Dudes.
1: Oh, is it? Okay. I didn't right know. here,
0: fifth element, all three of these.
1: He says my horns is a Vulcan's a Vulcan salute. Oh. It was yep. always rock and roll for me, baby. Right. <laughs> yeah. So th- that's a that's a Stargate in the back with dice around it. That's pretty boss.
0: Yeah, the Stargate. Um
1: Yeah. What do they call that? The Stargate.
0: Is uh-huh. it okay?
1: I think we're all coming through the Stargate, right, Patrick? Lots of beards. Yeah, I noticed that dude. We
0: are that's very all. bearded. We, we are, are very bearded.
1: We are chunky, fat beards for sure. I mean, as a, as a whole, not all of us. I'm a pretty fit, believe it or not, but not all of us. some of us are not so much. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's cool. Who's the dude? Who's that dude right there in the purple?
0: Who's still- that that is from Stargate. Oh, okay. He's a one of the Gua'uld... Oh, Uh, people.
1: Yeah.
0: I can't remember the name of uh, that race. What's what's the name of the folks that carry around the 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 uh, little um, little wormy things? I can't remember off the top of my head.
1: I don't know. I didn't watch Stargate.
0: It's been a long time.
1: I never watched it. Not once.
0: Jaffa. That's the name of the character. Right.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Oh, Buckaroo Bonsai, Max. The cowboy and the guitar guy, I believe. Are from yeah,
0: yeah, Buckaroo Bonsai. Actually, the yeah, the guy with the guitar and the cowboy guy are both from Buckaroo bon, Bonsai.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't remember the name of the characters. Is, oh, is Jaffa that... is
1: the race, says Darth.
0: Oh, Jaffa is the race. Okay.
1: Oh, oh Patrick answered it. Master Braytalk of Chulock. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, do you think, so we're going to podcast next week, regular bat time and channel. Um, should we do um, a special cabin con? Can we do it? I know you're having computer computer issues. Can we still? Can, I'm not sure. We, we can, can't
0: broadcast from there. The, the internet there is really bad.
1: It's really bad. Yeah. Um, should we do something? Maybe we'll do something different. Maybe we won't broadcast. At CabinCon, well, we
0: didn't broadcast last year. We just recorded some videos and then uploaded them after the fact. So right. we could probably do something similar.
1: Yeah, we could. So, I'm, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking maybe we should like, I don't know. Let's talk about it. I feel like maybe we should do something We should do something special at CabinCon for biggest Because We'll think about it this year. I'd like it to be something a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if unique's the right word. But maybe special. So. Yeah, But it's next week, man. I'm getting pumped. Next Thursday. Uh, you and I and Silent Josh are rolling up bright and early, leaving about 6.30, I think, from my chateau, heading up to the cabins, staying through Sunday.
0: Every time you say when we're leaving, it's earlier.
1: I try to get you up as early as
0: possible. No, I think the last time we talked, you said more like 7. Now it's 6.30. I mean, I think by next week, we'll be leaving at 3. <laughs> I'm talking about it, baby. <laughs> uh,
1: I'd like to be on the road by 6.30. But we'll probably stop and get some food somewhere. We're talking, I think, uh, Mr. Josh was talking about uh, oh, cabin con actual play. Ooh, hmm. yeah, maybe I don't. We know.
0: would need, we would need uh, more equipment, yeah, to but, really do it any justice, yeah, for sure. And then we'd have to get buy in from folks, and uh, there's. A lot of people last year didn't even want them to be on the camera, so
1: yeah, or even on the just the little podcast or the audio
0: or anything. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we'll see. We have some some shy people's.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see.
1: But yeah, um, yeah so you got your you got your hackmaster stuff ready to go?
0: Nope. <laughs> nope. It won't take long though.
1: I have all my games prepared, so I'm ready.
0: Yeah. You
1: don't have any games? Yes. Randy's running nothing. Player time. Shadow says, record while you were there and then upload it. Yeah, we're talking. That's what we
0: did last year. Actually, we did multiple. I think we did one for each day.
1: Yeah, short ones. Very short. Very short. Yeah. Yeah. So should I bring my computer then?
0: If you want, then if if we end up having... um, Well, we can test... We can do some testing because yeah. um, we should be able to use your laptop's camera. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're using right now?
1: Yeah. In, okay. In my laptop uh, microphone.
0: So we can try live streaming and see yeah. what happens. Right. We can test it out when we get there and do, uh, make it private and, mm-hmm. and ask some folks to help us out by, you know, um, Jim, Jim, Jim. jumping in and watching and making sure everything works out all right. I'm not. I'm not very hopeful.
1: <laughs> no, me neither. It's a. It's a tough sell, and it'll have to be at the big house because I think those extended cabins would be even worse.
0: Now, what we might be able to do mm-hmm. is find out. And Pat, you might know. I can't remember. Maybe um, Josh knows mm-hmm. if the um, Wi-Fi unit they have up there also has a wired connection. Oh, because if it does that might be better for us
1: right i think it would be in her house and i'm not sure she would want to no No, i'm
0: talking about in where we're at oh okay if there's no if it's solely wireless then that's one thing trying to do live streaming on a wireless connection is no good
1: okay okay well yeah shadow's heading out um i think that's all i got to say about uh cabin con stuff. I mean, it's so close. We can taste it. Yes. Yeah. A
0: week and a couple days.
1: Yeah. Our next episode. Um, I'm not sure I was thinking we might do a monster mash, but now I'm leaning toward a, another topic. I may go down. We may do the like D and D topic, the things we really like about it. And that would be pretty smooth. I think, I think that might be a good choice for next week. So anything else, Joseph? I don't think so. All right, man.
0: So, there's if there's nothing else, if you would like to support our show, please like, subscribe, and share us where you are listening or viewing the show. Also, um, we have we are going to put this out as audio, an audio podcast. So if you joined us late or would just like to listen to us again because of our mm-hmm. melodious tones, <laughs> we are everywhere. You can just about everywhere you can find a podcast, you can find Biggest Geekest. Um, especially Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple. Um, if you would like to support us, uh, yeah. There's a um, hardwire connection on the TV. Well, there's a there's a wireless router there. Oh, okay. It doesn't necessarily there's a wireless device there. Mm. It doesn't necessarily mean it has a wired connection. We'll see. We'll look at we'll, oh, we'll look at, okay. it. and they may have disabled it,
2: mm-hmm. which
0: you can do anyway. If you'd like to support us um, with your monies, uh, you can go over to PayPal, paypal.me slash biggestgeekus. We are also on Streamlabs for tipping, streamlabs.com slash biggestgeekus1 slash tip. Mm -hmm. Um, We are over at Anchor, anchor.fm slash biggestgeekus, and there is a um, support um, button there. Uh, we are on the web. Our website is Biggest and you can email us with questions or comments at the at Biggest We have social medias everywhere Twitter, Facebook. We're on MeWe, Discord. We have a Discord uh, um, server, I guess was what you call it, and Gilded as well. And we are here on youtube obviously and our videos are up at odyssey as well cool anything else mr randy
1: i got nothing man
0: all right if that is if that is all this is joe
1: and i'm randy
0: and remember if you can't be big like us then be geeks like us